Do you know what's after happening here? I've been living in the underground city of Dublin for the last 48 months and I've seen a lot of deaths and all that. People are being killed more at left, right and centre. And I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something here. She's lying right in front of me, lying there, looking at me, thinking I'm not taking it serious. But she knows I'm taking it serious. You know what I'm saying? I'm Freddy Krueger and I'm here to say I love sticking around in the major way. What's going to happen on the show today? Will it be a shit story or is that gay? Maybe a guest appearance with Wacker Lee or video game news with Jeffrey. It'll be hip and it'll be cool Kids don't take drugs and stay in school Or you might end up like Trucker Paul Freddy's out, lick my balls Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong The world's source for antisocial commentary I'm your host, Dee Simon I'm Kate Rambo What's cracking there, Kate? Same old, same old, no complaints It's been Thanksgiving for you guys, hasn't it? Fucking holidays, I hate it It's a holiday I still don't understand the concept of yeah, I don't understand why you don't understand it. Have you seen Americans? They look at the average weight here is like, I don't know, what, 300 pounds? It's just another excuse for them to get together and gorge themselves. So then they could do it twice, you know, yeah, for the like holidays. Yeah, it's practice Christmas, isn't it? It's a practice Christmas. It's, it's just an excuse to eat like a shitload of calories and just kind of gross food in general. I, I've never been a Thanksgiving fan, but I'm also a vegetarian cunt. So yeah, it's well, not really cater. it doesn't really cater to me. Um, but it's just, I don't know, fucking holidays. It's not only just the holidays. It's just, it's depressing even having to deal with the holidays. Although mm-hmm. I got to say one thing, it was way better this year without having a girlfriend because <laughs> I didn't have to go and drive to her fucking family. I didn't have to sit there and deal with the whole fucking Thanksgiving bullshit. Fake nice. Yeah, fake oh, nice tomorrow. God, and her grandma, because her grandparents are still alive. And then it's like you got to sit there and plaster on a fake smile. I did kind of want to go up to the Bay Area this time. So, you know, sister's pregnant mm-hmm. and all that. It would have been fun to hang out. And plus, I haven't been up there in like because of COVID for like a year. Um, and then Wackily was like having a little thing in his house. So an outdoors little party. So I was thinking that'd be kind of fun to see everybody. But then, you know, I was reading like the CDC is like strongly recommending that no one travels. Fucking LA is in like full lockdown again Mm -hmm. because it's that bad. And so, I don't know. I mean, my sister's pregnant, even though I did get a COVID test recently. Um, my sister's, and I'm negative, but my sister's pregnant, so I didn't want to, like, endanger her. And my brother is so fucking high risk, that dude. <laughs> just, just from his lifestyle. But I kind of feel like my brother, like, if, I mean, he's got, like, what, like, probably HIV. He does meth. He's got, like, gonorrhea, <laughs> like, super gonorrhea. I mean, you'd think that it would all balance out with him. He's going to be like Keith yeah. Richards, you know? I think your brother is going to be, like, on Planet of the Apes, last time I'm standing. <laughs> it's the last it's one. It's going to be Jeffrey... <laughs> Jeffrey, like, looking for some some ass. He's, he's going to be like the evolved human, you know? It's like yeah. he's had every disease. He's survived it. He's been smoking since he's been 12. Hey, I tell you what, there are worse people to represent the human race than Jeffrey. I'd be proud if it was Jeffrey, the last one standing. So I wasn't planning on doing shit. I was planning on just getting high, drinking my tincture, watching some, mm-hmm. some films. But then uh, Ryan Keeley hit me up. She's like, what are you doing? I was like... I don't know. I was going to go to the Bay Area, but now I'm not. She's like, well, why don't you come over? I'm having like a Friendsgiving. And, uh, Please like, never say Friendsgiving. That, well, that's what it. they say when it's not a family Please thing, don't if say If there's no that. family. <laughs> so I was yeah. just like, how many people are at the Friendsgiving? 
Stop <laughs> saying it. <laughs> um, you'd think an orgy could be called a Friendsgiving. What do you think about it? Well, there is a lot of giving and taking in an orgy. But uh, you're not really so? friends. You're not friends with you people in an orgy, are you? No friends in an orgy? No so, friends in an yeah. orgy. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, she was like, yeah, why don't you come over? There's like four people here. We're just kind of hanging out. And so I was like, all right, sure. And so I went over there and uh, she was like, I got an idea. Let's microdose. And so I was just kind of like, how do you know if it's a microdose? She's like, well, I'm just eyeing it. Fuck it. And so yeah. the two people, two of her friends that were there had never even done acid before. And they're like, Whoa. is it strong? She's like, well, we'll see. And so, yeah, we ended up taking it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it takes a little while for acid to kick in. But once mm. it kicked in, I was definitely, I think it was a little more than just microdosing. I was yeah. dosing. Um, and so we were sitting there and it's like, then you get like the plate of food and you're not hungry. You don't I'm not going to be fucking all. eating that shit. Mashed potatoes yeah. look fucking weird on acid, by Please the way. Do. I can't even eat mashed potatoes in real life. Let, if someone was to present me with mashed potatoes on acid, I would have a bad trip. It's very unnerving. Don't, don't bring me mashed potatoes at any point in my life. It, and she's an amazing chef. Like she cooked mm. all these pies and all this food, but it's like, we're all fucking tripping balls Wasted, so no one's eating yeah. it so then she's yeah. like well let's watch you know point break and i was like point awesome. break on acid mm -hmm. she's like yeah i've never seen it i was like all right well as good as time as you know good a time as any um Bio so yeah we, <laughs> we watched point break on acid it was a good time you know that that i definitely have a deeper understanding of that film when you got to the shower scene did you tell everyone that that is what i first started masturbating over with the shower scene where he's just washing himself off in the wetsuit it's like a two, yeah it's like a two second scene but it's very erotic <laughs> did you like slow it down i used to rewind it and like watch it over and over and over <laughs> and then one of my first ever like wanks was over that scene and drunk dad's like give me that remote you <laughs> dirty whore <laughs> Um, you know, I, I didn't mention that. I should have. Now, that in hindsight, mm. I definitely should have shared that anecdote. I think everybody oh, would have appreciate it. I would have been happy it. for you to tell everyone that story. I tell everyone <laughs> it. Spread yeah. it along. Yeah, I, I, you know, I used to masturbate to the scene where they're uh, skydiving the plane. They're like grabbing hands and it's just like they're oh, so yeah, extreme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you know, one thing that I noticed in that movie that I guess it's been a few years since I had seen it. But there's a great scene where like Johnny Utah and the chick tank girl i think mm -hmm. i think it's tank girl it is tank girl yeah so johnny utah mm -hmm. and tank girl are like she takes him to a party at bodie's house that's patrick swayze's character and they're like all partying at bodie's house and at one point like tank girl takes johnny utah into bodie's bedroom and yeah. he's got all these pictures of just him doing extreme things. Like, <laughs> yeah. here's a picture of me, like, hanging 10 on a surfboard. Here's one jumping out of a plane. Here's me on a fucking dirt bike. It's like, who would do that? Well, obviously, Patrick Swayze. Just pictures of yourself of doing extreme shit so you can be like, I'm such an extreme motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just need to be reminded of that all the time. Yeah. Oh, it's such a good film. I love it. <laughs> it is. A, it has a great ending. It's a good movie. But but yeah, yeah. So I don't even remember going home. We talk about this on the outtakes, but I don't even remember getting home. I just woke up the next day on my floor. <laughs> and then, yeah, I was just on my floor and, and uh, I was, I guess, listening to music, but I, I have no idea. Cat licking my forehead. And I'm just like, where the fuck am I? Well, it doesn't beat my weekend because I was hungover this weekend and I watched four Nicolas Cage films in a row. Whoa! In is a that, row. Wait, is that like a English holiday? 
It was my Nicolas Cage Friendsgiving. <laughs> Friendsgiving. <laughs> now that's a that's a gift that keeps on giving. It, it, you know? He is the gift that keeps on giving. He's a very good actor. Did Nicolas Cage ever make a movie about Cannibal Island? Do you know what? Not yet, but I bet he would. Somebody should. Because this is Somebody like, should. you know, it's a perfect Thanksgiving movie. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, a lot of people probably don't know much about Cannibal Island, but it's a real thing. It's a real island. It's not called Cannibal Island. It's you know, colloquially referred to as Cannibal Island. It's yeah. actually Nazino is the... Uh, is the name of the island, Nazino Island in Russia. But Nazino uh, Island. A horrible act of cannibalism did occur there. Um, and a huge oversight by the uh, you know the Soviet government. But anyway, you you listen to the story and you think now that is a Thanksgiving story. Now this would be <laughs> a great story to share with the family while they're stuffing their face with all this high caloric food. Yeah. You know? I would rather eat a person than eat mashed potatoes. I don't understand disgusting. what you get against mashed potatoes. It's fucking it, it, good. It's disgusting. No, it's disgusting food. It's just it's mashed like, up potatoes. What the fuck? Potato soup. Like I'm an adult. I want to chew my food. Yeah, but do you ever have you ever have mashed potatoes at like a really nice French restaurant? Like I will order do you know what actually I went to Sicily and um They have mashed potatoes there? It said roast potatoes. And what they came, what they brought me out was mashed potatoes. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm on holiday. I can leave all my troubles behind. I'm going to try it. I'm on holiday. I had like one spoonful of it. And I was like, that's it. But, Never uh, okay. again. What is it about mashed potatoes? The texture. It's the sound of it. It's like just the idea of it. It's like. Just it's a like, mashed up potato. You like uh, chips, don't you? French fries. I love chips. So I love French fries too. Well, it's but just, it's, it's just, basically French fries in mashed form. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want my food in mashed form. I want to be like, I you want my food chew in like, first? I want to, I want to chew it, chew it. I want to chew it. I don't want. That's a weird fucking phobia. Did something happen? Like the drunk dad just shove a bunch of mashed potatoes <laughs> in your mouth because you're misbehaving. It must have, but I like you know when you're a baby and you're an old person. That's when you get fed pureed food. So do you I like pudding? Food. Like you mean like custard and yeah, and like custard or pudding or something like that. Like that. Um, every once in a while, but I'm not. What about not like Jello? I hate jelly. Oh, yeah, jelly like, is disgusting. But jelly? Are you, are you talking about Jello? Is like the gelatin? Jello, Jello over here is called jelly. Oh, okay. wait, I, so you I, don't like that either? No, jelly, don't, I would rather eat people than eat jelly. It's so you, foul. Okay, so you don't like food that you can eat without having any teeth. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's what we're getting at here. All right, well, you definitely need teeth if you're living on Cannibal Island. Um, you know, this almost, it almost sounds like this would be a great theme park. Can, you know, that's what the Soviet Island. Union should do. I mean, it's still there. What they it should have done, yeah. Should make it like get a couple of roller coasters, like a fucking fun house. Ooh, it could all be like bone themed and all the yeah. rides are like, you know, made out of like carbon bones. There could be some dinosaurs. Okay, there'd be goths there. from around the world going to Cannibal Island to go to the, the See, theme park. Let's let's make our money. Let's do this now. We're going to have to get a few more patrons, but uh, we could do it. Sick and wrong theme park. <laughs> On the Cannibal Island. So the story here, Cannibal Island, this happened in 1933. Nearly 5,000 people died in one of Joseph Stalin's most horrific labor camps. So this is when, like, the Soviet Union was, like, 
you know, labor camps are a great idea. You know, why have prisons when we can just do forced labor? They call you know, it make the work. gulag. The Let gulag, yeah. Let's send them to the gulag. Yes. I think it was Stalin who was one of the first people to really propagate the gulag and, like, start sending people actively, like, picking people up in the street and being like, you're going mm-hmm. to the forced labor camp because you don't have, a, you know, identification papers. Do you know who invented the concentration camp? Was it, who is it, Stalin? It was the Brits. Oh, the, the Brits, Brits did it. Concentration camp in the Boer War where we basically eradicated a race of people in a concentration camp. What race of people? The Boers. The Boers? The, the <laughs> hence, Dutch farmers? The Boers, uh, hence the Boer War. Uh, Boers in Africa. Yeah, well, the, the Boers were the Dutch mm-hmm. farmers that moved to Africa, yeah. South Africa. Exactly. But so wait, were they, were they like concentration camps like the Nazis mm-hmm. did or were they like concentration yeah, like work camps? Yeah, they were camps? like diet diet concentration camps and worked them to death and then we just like chucked them in an oven. Oh, we and so they even, oh, they even and then Hitler built upon it. He was like, he was very like proud like, of no, it. That's a good idea. Those yeah, Brits. and Stalin was watching too, young, sexy Stalin. Well, Stalin was doing the gulag and this is prior to World War II. Mm-hmm. So, so when Stalin came, that's the thing with Stalin. A lot of this stuff is overlooked about, like a lot of what Stalin did was so evil. Like the atrocities this guy committed. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But it's kind of overlooked. And a lot mm-hmm. of that history is sort of revised over the years. So you don't really, you know, you kind of like, you know, it's washed over. A lot of people don't even know about Cannibal Island. So Stalin, you know, was setting in all these reforms of the USSR. And uh, what he did is he was like, you know, I want to start, you know, I'm going to work And so I want to start getting people to be a collective and start working for, you know, the government. So mm-hmm. what he ended up doing is he, uh, you know, he was trying to get these people to go to Gulag and to these work camps. And so in the Ukraine, he had all these people that were like revolting against his policies. And you can't have that. You can't have that oh, if you're oh. trying to, you know, rule with an iron fist. So the Kulaks in the Ukraine uh, started a revolt against his collectivization policy. Um, they uh, broke their tools. They slaughtered their animals. They destroyed their equipment rather than hand anything over to the Soviet authorities. There's no need to kill your animals. Oh, no. But, well, no. I think it's just a revolt here. Because what mm. he was trying to do is he was making, instead of you being an ind- individual farmer, you know, farming for your, yourself and your family, it's like, no, we're doing collective farms for our us. Our farms. Our farms. It's our farms. In so, Russia, they are our farms. So Kulaks, who are essentially wealthier peasants, then were declared enemies of the state. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just for, you know, just for the kulaks or wealthy peasants, but it's anybody who disagreed with Joseph Stalin's policies. So now yes. you're an enemy of the state. So mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of people are arrested. But now it's like, okay, you're arresting all these people. You know, we can't put them all in prison. So what should we do? Gulag. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's a good hey. idea. Yeah. And so they had a, so the guy who was kind of in charge of all this, the secret police head at the time, was Genrik Yagoda and uh, Matvey Behrman. Oh, I can't Russian even say accents. It. I can't do Russian Genric accents. Genrik Yagoda. It is just my Eastern European voice. <laughs> yeah, that's close enough. Uh, he yeah. was the head of the Gulag system, and he dreamed up a brutal social engineering project that Stalin completely approved, gave him full thumbs up here, uh, aimed at resettling at least 2 million people in the remote reaches of Siberia. 
yeah, and so the, the idea was, in, you know, we could take all these climate. people, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could take take all these settlers, you know, in the Ukraine who are just, you know, political dissidents, um, yeah. and they they already know how to cultivate the land. Let's take them, throw them out into Siberia. They would bring millions of hectares of land into cultivation, and uh, you know, we'd have you know massive communities in a couple of years, as if you so could every- plant you know, any crop in the fucking Siberian wilderness, you know? I was about to say, for everyone who's scared of spiders, pretty much spiders don't exist on the North or South Pole or Siberia. Spiders are everywhere, but in Siberia. They got fucking polar bears. What? Spider-eating polar bears or (laughs) polar bears eating spiders? No, I mean, they have lots of polar bears out there. Oh, yeah. Polar bears are cool, though. I'd rather... Well, actually, no. I'd rather run into a spider. I'd take that back. Yes. I'd rather meet a spider on a dark night. (laughs) I always love those uh, pictures you have, like, the Russian guards, like, feeding the polar bears from their tanks. It's just like, what are you doing? (laughs) It's like, I want to give them a pierogi or something. Um, (laughs) So to get these settlers... The government then, uh, they in- reinstated this system that they had of domestic passports that were banned after the 1917 Bolshevik coup. And so what it was, it was like an internal passport, which was a Tsarist invention, actually, um, that basically kept people shackled to the land where they worked. Okay. And so if you, you know, if you had the internal passport, it showed that you were like, you know, a Soviet citizen and you had rights afforded by the government. But if you didn't have that passport on you, criminal and so yeah basically what what he was doing is he was just like any any dissident kulaks got their their passports revoked and so genrik yagoda who is the head of the nkvd which basically became the kgb Mm -hmm. um he was like let's just round these people up and ship them off to siberia and nazino which was an island uh that's over there and so they deported two million kulaks that fucking sucks if you think about it. These are wealthy landowners and agricultural workers. These are people who were well off in the Ukraine. Now all of a sudden, because they didn't quote have a passport, they're criminals. This is probably like all the farmers in my region. Like, what, in Cumbria? Just be yeah, just be like picked up and taken away. But obviously, there's not two million people that live here. Like, yeah, I mean, two well, million people is. Like, you know, what's that? That's like one quarter of how many Jews were slaughtered. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of people to, to, mm-hmm. to all at once just take you from your land that, you know, that you've worked, that you've cultivated, that you've built, you know, your, your homestead there. you've been born there. in, you have families in. Yeah, it's your homestead. And they're just going to pick you up and, and they take made you up crimes. Siberia. Yeah, and yeah. They, they made up crimes. Like the lack of a passport was a certain arrest. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it was just anything. If you're walking, you know, on the streets after 10 p.m., was you're it a like Pol Pot? If you have glasses, you go to Gulag. <laughs> yeah, I don't do Pol Pot yeah. didn't do Gulag. I don't think. <laughs> no, no, um, but Pol Pot was killing people who wore glasses. Yeah, at the killing fields. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they began rounding up anyone that uh that was in a place where they weren't registered, and so they would come up to they'd come up to any anyone and be like, "How'd you end up here?" And they'd be like, well, I don't know, I'm a student. And they're like, show me your papers. And if you don't have your papers on you, you're being put on the train gulag. off to the gulag. Off yeah. the gulag with you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all these people, you know, they, they were ready to ship them to, you know, Siberia, but they didn't even plan it out, really. Like, they didn't even have, like, you know, homes for them to live in. 
or cabins or or even land or 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 equipment yes. at that point. Yeah. So they're kind of like, well, what are we going to do here? And some of the people, I mean, there were some people that were students and wealthy farmers, mm -hmm. but there were a lot of actual criminals of the state and real criminals that were, yeah. you know, shipped on trains with the with the peasants. And so what they did, they're like, you know, I guess what the the easiest place for us to put them right now, because we have all these people, would be this uh, this island, and it mm -hmm. was also a, a prison camp at the time called Nazino. So it was supposed to be a labor camp where the deportees could be kept as they you know cut farmland into the forest surrounding the island. However, the authorities in charge of the labor camp at Nazino have been issued no tools, so the prisoners, you know, all these prisoners of the state. We're just dumped on an island with nothing. So there wasn't even like a prison. There wasn't even like something they could shelter in. Was it just I, basically an island? No, there were shelters that the like the guards had. Uh, yeah, yeah. But now or, they, well, you know, the some... guards are different. They need to have their shelters. But like, I mean, the people—they're just like taking these two million people and well, being like, oh the, yeah, it was two million people that were sent to Gulag. Yeah, Only yeah. 5,000 were sent to prisoners were sent to Nazino. It's yeah. still a lot of people. It's, it's a lot of people, especially with just like, it, the island basically was an uninhabited swamp, no buildings. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so right? they're just okay. like, here's 5,000 people they packed onto this island. It was, mm -hmm. it was like the island was less than two miles long. Now no they violence. had to like find yeah. shelter from the elements. Uh -huh. No buildings, no tools. Yeah. And this so, is totally like what's that show where it's like naked and afraid, isn't it? <laughs> just like, I was, well, I was thinking if this was like Survivor, I would yeah, probably watch yeah, this. Yeah, that's it. Survivor. If it was like, well, if it you think Survivor. about it, though, but if you think about it, it's kind of like the Hunger Games cross the Survivor. If we took our prisoners, like our mm -hmm. lifers, and they're like, you know what, we're gonna put you on this island. You're not gonna have anything. And it's going to be televised. It's kind of like the Hunger Games. And if you battle survive, Royale. but if you it's survive, like Hunger Games is Battle Royale, yeah, Battle Royale, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but they're battling each other. It's like the the prisoners don't have to necessarily battle each other. No, they should. I mean, they could. They, they could should. work together. Mm -hmm. They could form alliances. But if the if you made like a, a basically a Battle Royale Survivor show like this with our prisoners, but if you survive like the whole year, like the whole season. When you get to go free. Oh, you know what's even better than this? Running Man. Oh, that would that would be good. How good is Running Man? That's probably like, like his Soviet best Running Man. That was a Soviet good movie. Soviet Running Man. It's very good. You must run. I'm surprised run Putin running hasn't man. done that. You'd think he would have. I love the guy that was like, remember the dude that like lit up? He like was all like electric shocker guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's cool. Drove There's the so motorcycle. many good bad yeah, guys. Do you know cool. what? My next hangover, I'm going to watch four Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. <laughs> Is that another UK holiday? Yes. That's my Christmas. Own holiday. <laughs> um, that's Kate's Christmas. So 5,000 prisoners were loaded onto four barges that were meant to haul timber, and they were sent downriver to the island. Um, and so, yeah, what, what's fucked up about this, too, is they were given like 200 grams of bread a day. That's it, 200 grams. 100 grams less than what would be given to the prisoners of Auschwitz. Wow. And that's what these people were, were given to, that's what they were going to survive with. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is so poorly thought out 
what they were trying to do. I mean, it's torture. <laughs> yeah. So they arrived on the island, May 18th, 1933, 5,000 people. And they were just basically dumped on, on the shore. And so the communist authorities in nearby Tomsk, which was like, I guess, the one settlement that was close by, didn't have any supplies. So they're just like, here you go, prisoners. It's your Enjoy. island now. Yeah. They had no means to build any any shelter. There was no shelter. And it's fucking Siberia. So what mm-hmm. would happen? That night, 300 people just froze to death. Yeah, would you do that thing that the penguins do? Where you all form a circle and then you just slowly together. move. You all just slowly move around. I, I would be the head of being like, let's be penguins here, people. All well, the big the, burly men on the outside. Do the penguins eat each other once they get hungry? I think penguins do eat each other. Are they cannibals? I think they could, they will eat like the uh, the dead baby penguins, which oh. like to, uh, I would also do. I'd rather eat a dead baby than eat mashed potatoes. Than eat mashed potatoes. <laughs> eat mashed potatoes. Wait, a dead human baby or a dead baby penguin? I would rather eat a dead human than a dead baby penguin. You really hate mashed potatoes. <laughs> we hate them. So the prisoners on this island here, the guards, were supposed to be making bread for them. But they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? It's Book too it. much work. It's too much work. They grew tired of making the bread. So they Thanks just gave, bread, they gave the prisoners just 200 grams of raw flour. No, no ovens to make, the, to make it. So the, the prisoners were just mixing the raw flour with like the river water, which is just filthy. Yeah, and making a paste. That's yeah, glue. but, they, but they that's what they were making glue. Yeah. Well, the, they were trying to get some kind of sustenance because I mean, you yeah. don't even have anything to hunt or to fish with. And um, mm-hmm. meanwhile, they're eating this filthy water. And then there's like a full on dysentery outbreak. So not mm-hmm. only were they freezing to death, it's like now they're diseased. Yeah, and so freezing, starving. Now everyone's shitting themselves. Yeah. On this island, yeah. so everyone's diseased, and so some people, you know, because people were, you know, had no shelter, were 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 either freezing to death, or others slept so close to the fires that they actually burned themselves so, to death. Yeah, <laughs> it's just such a yeah. This is like a logistic nightmare. The planning this for this is terrible. I love how yeah. you're going on about the planning for it. Like, well, if, you'd, like if you'd have been planning it. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you know. Everyone's going to be fine. I am a project manager by trade. There you I, go. I think yeah. I would have like definitely put this into Smartsheet. And I would have been like, all right, well, we got to figure out how many, who's going to make the bread. We got to figure out how many grams they're going to get. We definitely mm-hmm. have to build, you know, at least give them fucking tents. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's awful. Just, it's inhuman. I, I would have been more like the guards. I would imagine been like, do you know what? We are here on holidays, guys. This is a terrible place. Let's just enjoy ourselves. Let's stand on the mainland and fucking laugh at them. Well, that's kind okay. of what they did. Go. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's sort of what they did. So the so after four days of this, there was a full-on riot, of course. And mm-hmm. so the guards had to return to the island because the guards didn't stay on the island. The guards stayed in a city that was nearby called Tomsk. And so mm-hmm. on Tomsk, they had, you know, food, whores, vodka. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, but so they would go back to the island. And they're just like, oh, OK, so here's the prisoners. And uh, they're like, all right, we're going to ration some some flour for you so you guys can eat again. And they also had the prisoners organize themselves into brigades of 150. And each representative would be in charge of collecting and distributing flour to the brigades. Okay. So, so they're now, organizing teams now. Yeah. yeah, but now they had criminals, you know, appointing themselves as leaders 
and hoarding all the flour for themselves. So now you have the prisoners forming their own teams, mm-hmm. you know, and basically just manipulating and uh, you know attacking the other, the weaker teams. This is where it's kind of becoming battle royale in a sense. Yeah, I was just thinking that in my mind. I was like, now it's becoming really interesting. And so the guards at this point were like, well, yeah, the team leaders will figure it out. Let's go back to Thompson, drink some vodka. And so there they are just many did nothing. waiting for us in Tomsk. We want just, we must leave. And, yeah. and that's exactly what happened. So, you know, uh, May 25th. So this is only like, what, 12 days later? Yeah, May, oh, May 18th. This is seven days later. <laughs> seven days <laughs> later. This is how quick yeah. this happens. This is how quickly they devolve into cannibalism. A camp doctor noticed the first signs of cannibalism. There mm-hmm. were dead bodies that were missing limbs. So the prisoners had been there for one week. Mm-hmm. And so they were already eating each other. And so he was bite marks. Well, bite no, marks it's like they're missing acids. limbs that yeah. they just like cut them off and were, you know, eating, eating arms. Oh, um, and the people were still alive. No, Maybe these were like, dead Whoa. bodies. That oh, were missing okay, limbs. Okay. So I imagine it's probably freshly dead corpses. You know, if you think about it, some of the ones that burned to death, you got like, you know, some well, yeah, bro- you know, a barbecue. Yeah, it's, in it's a like rotisserie. Yeah. So, the doctor reported it to his superiors, and they, they were just like, ah, they're just prisoners. Who cares? They're undesirables. Nobody's going to really care about this. You, it made me think about, do you remember the, because this is only one fucking week. That's just seven days, and they're already eating each other. Do you remember that movie Alive? Did you ever see that? Yeah, I've seen it, and I've read the book. Yeah, so it was about that Argentinian soccer team whose plane went down the Andes, and they waited, like, weeks before they started mm-hmm. eating each other's buttocks. But, you know, I remember they, like, felt, like, a lot of shame and remorse about it, and then they only ate pieces of butt flesh. They weren't just chopping arms yeah. off and just, like, you know, eating it. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it was, like, weeks. I would say six weeks, I think. Four weeks? But didn't... They had, like, they had some rations from the plane, and they also oh, yeah. all knew each other, and they were all in a team together. They had, like, personal connections to each other. If yeah, you're on an island prisoners. with a lot of lot of other random people who are burning by a fire and you're starving that smell is going to be alluring yeah i mean if you think about it like mm. some of these uh especially the ones that are really fat and you get like the <laughs> fat meat the crispy yeah, fat meat the fatty fatties so if you think about this and so now there's like chaos on the island people are eating each other guards don't really give a shit and so the guards you know no surprise here turned out to be sadistic captors you know, I mean, they, <laughs> <Don't say. laughs> they frequently fired shots at the prisoners from their barge, just killing them at will. They would throw yeah. pieces of bread into a crowd of starving prisoners and laugh and take <laughs> bets as they fought over the bread. Um, they would trade bread for sex with uh, women trapped on the island and exchange mm-hmm. cigarettes for gold ripped from the teeth of the dead, you know, the dead criminals. So, yeah, that's I mean, that's. It's good money mm-hmm. in that harvesting the gold teeth. Um, I would have I would have done it for some bread. Just yeah, ripped out the gold teeth. No, or I mean I would have shagged on sh- shagged shagged the guards. guards. Some bread. I'd have been like, as long as it's not mashed fucking potatoes, let's get it on, boys. I wonder how attractive these women would be on Cannibal Island. You know, after a week where people mm-hmm. are eating each other, sleeping outside, and the guards are still like, "Here's some bread, you know, give me a hand job." Yeah, very sadistic fuckers, aren't they? Anyone lucky enough to survive the freezing swim, because some of them would try to get from the island 
to the mainland where there's actually a town were mm-hmm. shot in the water from the barges or hunted through the wilderness for sport. Ugh. Yeah, no, they're a very sadistic bunch here. This, is, this would make such a good film. I think so too. So mm-hmm. two days later, May 27th, 1933, another thousand prisoners were shipped to uh, Cannibal Island. Once again, that wouldn't have been in my smart sheet project plan. Yeah. I would have been like, you know, we barely have enough food for the 5,000 you shipped here. They're eating each other's limbs. Maybe we should ship this other 1,000 to another gulag camp. That's what I would have said. I would have like had a whole PowerPoint presentation. So another 1,000 prisoners were there. Still no tools, no way to build shelter, no extra food. And at this point, at the end of May, after, I mean, this is almost a month, gangs full-on roamed the island. So they mm-hmm. were now, it was like, you know, full-on gangs with criminal criminal organizations with like a you know leader they would prey on the weak they would murder for food that was very common and then by early june it was like cannibalism you know cannibal island that was completely acceptable it's like the warriors but the warriors are all cannibals and nobody's trying to get to coney island yeah in a sense the, the warriors weren't eating each other but I'm no, sure but they is, were. This is this is what I'm imagining. They're all well, that's like what the I wonder warriors, if... but now they're cannibals. Yeah. Well, I wonder if like all the gangs had like their own colors or masks. Oh, I bet they did. Yeah. You know, I bet they were all like different types of people. Come out like... and play. Yeah. You say in <laughs> come out, come out and eat, guys. <laughs> yeah. So now this this is the part that you should definitely share with your family while eating Thanksgiving dinner. Because the details of the cannibalism that took place on the Zeno Island are beyond disturbing. I mean, it's, it's, it's horrifying. And, th- and these are like survivors and witnesses who gave the testimony about what they saw and mm-hmm. what they experienced. So one surviving prisoner said uh, when he was interviewed about eating human meat years later, he said, no, that is not true. I only ate livers and hearts. It was very simple, just like shashlik, which are kebabs. <laughs> we mm. made skewers from willow branches, cut into pieces, stuck it on the skewers, roasted over the campfire. I picked those who were not quite living, but not quite dead. <laughs> it was obvious they were going to die in a day or two. So it was easier for them, you know, that way. So we just, you know, quickly, without suffering, you know, for another two or three days. So if yeah, you think like about it, the guy's kill. compassionate. He's compassionate. He is compassionate. You know? He's done them a bit of a favor. Okay, yeah, and he's enjoyed a nice kebab, which, like, when I used to eat meat, was my favorite meat, a kebab. Yeah, but do you only eat livers and hearts? No. Although, like, again, the brain is the most calorific. I would have been on cannibal. If this had been my gang, I'd have been like, look, look, fe- look fellas. It's in the 1920s, see? Eat the brains. We'll, we'll suffer any disease that comes from the brain because there's the most calories in it. So we can survive if we eat the brain. Yeah, wouldn't there be a lot of calories in like a liver? I think there is a lot of... Cal- the most calories are in the brain. I know this. What about the muscle? The like the muscle flesh? It will have least calories compared to like the innards. Compared to like uh, the innards? Yeah. You want to be eating like the insides. Don't nip yeah, the small intestines or- yeah, but you'd need something to crack the skull open. That might mm. be difficult. Just use, like, Sven's boots. He's a big lad. Just crack their brain and do it, Sven. Another story here recounted by an Ostiak woman. Uh, she tells of the night a woman was brought to her family's home 
when she was just a child. Her legs were wrapped in rags, and when they removed the filthy bandages, they found that her calves had been completely cut off. The victim told those present that they'd cut them off on the island of death and cook them in front of her. All the meat on her calves was cut away. And her legs were freezing because of this. And so that's why she wrapped them up in these like rags. She was, she was even able, this was, this was a girl. She was able to move around on her own. Mm -hmm. Um, They said she looked like an old woman, even though she was like, I don't know, like 16. Yeah, I bet she had like the legs of a chicken. She looked like a chicken. Wouldn't well, she? no, she well, imagine... all the muscles have been cut off her yeah, legs. Yeah, really skinny legs and then really big feet. I'm amazed that they just mix female and male prisoners on this island. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Well, D, um, you're not, you're not the project manager of this island of death. <laughs> I know, but I, I feel like if I was there, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe we should put the women on like an all-women island, all right? Who do you think would turn cannibal first, an island of men or an island of women? Hmm, women get hangry. So maybe women, actually. I think I think the men would do uh, But men are much more violent and much more likely but, to kill but, each other over small... We'd maybe kill each other, but I don't know if we'd eat each other. Because I think men men also, we can go like hours without eating. You ever like have a woman skip breakfast and then it's like (laughs) now it's like 4 p.m. And they're just like about to go ballistic on you. They would be fucking eating your hand. Do you think you're generalizing here, Mr. Simon? (laughs) I'm just saying in my experience... I've been on the, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the wrong end <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of a woman's, you know, hangry outbursts. Yeah, but and I don't think women would pretty. kill each other to be like, oh, yeah, let's eat each other. I think men are much more likely to be like, I'm going to murder you. And then when the body's Depends there, on how like, hangry they are. Should we just dig in, lads? And then <laughs> that would be it. Whereas the women would band together and form a, uh, form a resistance. I so feel. Uh, here's a story which probably wouldn't happen on an island of just all women, unless it was like a, <laughs> you know, cannibal lesbian island. Now that would be your a good fan- movie. Your fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> um, this woman, uh, this Ustiak woman recounted this story that she was only 13 at the time and she was on the island with her family collecting tree bark for food because mm-hmm. it's tasty. A young woman who had been sleeping with one of the guards was caught by a hungry mob when she returned Ooh. to the island. Yeah. So she had obviously, you know, traded sex for food or something. She returned to the island and she was caught by this hungry mob. They caught the girl. They tied her to a poplar tree, cut off her breasts while she's still living, cut off her breasts, cut her muscles, anything they could eat. They just started eating and they're hungry and they're eating it raw mm-hmm. in front of her. And so when the guard came back, she was still alive and he Aww. tried to, he tried to save her, but she had lost too much blood at that point. What they should have done with her breasts, uh, they should have put them on top of her head and done like Mickey Mouse of her and drawn some whiskers on her. You mean just before they ate her? Just like, yeah, just have a bit of fun of her. Why not turn her into like Mickey Mouse? I, I, I suppose they could have done that with the breasts. They could, yeah. they could have done that. You know, at least she would have gone out with like a smile on her face. It would have been great though, like years later when they were counting. Well, the most horrific incident was when they took her breasts, put her on the head, drew whiskers <laughs> on her, and made her do this little Mickey Mouse dance. Yeah, that would, have been, that would have been much more horrifying. I like how the guard came back. Do you think it was the same guard who was shagging her? Do you think they were in a secret relationship? Well, I, think you, I don't know how that secret it a, was. This would make a good B story in the film. I still kind of like, I mean, there's, you know, that, that is one thing about this. It's the genesis of so many good ideas. I have a lot of, mm-hmm. I'm inspired by this story. 
I still think theme park is the way to go. Um, I, I, I won that first, naturally. I like but that. then after that, I think the film idea, which is mine and yours, it's no one else's, it's mine what, and lesbian yours. Lesbian Cannibal Island? That'll be the porno that we make after we oh. make the Hollywood version. Okay. We're making some dollars here, D. I could see Nick Cage starring in Lesbian Cannibal Island. He probably would. He has a lot of alimony to pay. <laughs> So another like another mm. common criminal here whose interrogation uh, survives. Uh, he survived an interrogation. He bragged of uh, beating prisoners just to take the gold from their teeth. He said, in order to get smokes, you know, that's he's when well, they asked him, like, why would you beat them? He's like, in order to get smokes, people need to smoke. From the guards, you can get a matchbook of tobacco or two whole newspapers for rolling cigarettes if you gave them a couple gold teeth. So they would see other prisoners with gold mm-hmm. teeth and just yeah. smash their face in. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know, I need to smoke. Come it's, on, guy. It's almost like those, uh, what are those, uh, those prison Twinkies? I forget what those are called. Those like little uh, prison rolls. They're kind of like a uh, devil food cake that they eat in prison. Oh, were you talking about moon pie? You were talking about moon pie. Are they moon pies? I forget what they are. But they're, from the but, commissary. Uh, yeah, from the commissary. But it's kind of mm-hmm. like, that's like currency there. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is the same kind of deal. Now you're just dealing with gold teeth. Mm-hmm. So uh, by mid-June, it was clear even to uh, you know the the upper authorities here at the USSR. Duh. Yeah, the project wasn't going anywhere. Definitely, <laughs> definitely had failed. Time to change plans. And so the Soviet Union's like, well, this is embarrassing. Let's cut our losses mm. and let's just shut it down. Let's just forget about it, guys. Let's just pull the cards out and we'll just leave them to it. And like that will we'll just call it a day, yeah, fellas. Come on now. Well, I think that was kind of what they're planning on doing. They're just like, you know, this is embarrassing. It didn't go yeah. as planned. Who would have thunk that putting like five thousand prisoners on an island, letting them lead themselves would be a good idea? Stalin would totally kill you for being arrogant about this, <laughs> Well, I think I would have been, yeah, you know, I probably would have been locked up and kicked out of the party because I would have shown my PowerPoint presentation been like, this is one of the dumbest ideas I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, Stalin killed, to the gulag. Well, yeah, I think he probably would have put me in the gulag. Mm-hmm. So in a period of 13 weeks, this is the duration of the experiment, uh, 6,000 deported settlers intended for uh, Nazino Island uh, 2,000 died due to starvation, exposure, disease, murder, or accidental death. Another 2,000 settlers just disappeared. So Whoa. completely untraceable. Yeah. Presumed yeah. dead. And uh-huh. uh, the death tolls include people who either died or disappeared during transportation to and from the island. So, okay. yeah, I mean, you pretty much had, I don't know, what, like 1,000 people that survived out of the original 5,000? Mm-hmm. That's not a good completion a thousand percentage. Hard fucking bastards. Then the follow-up film, the follow-up film could be about picking like a couple of these a thousand hard bastards and following their life story. One of them will be Tom Hardy. Oh yeah, Tom Hardy would survive this for casting sure. Casting it now. Yeah, another one could be Eric Banner. I'm casting well, this. I wonder dude. if like the two of them would have been like mm-hmm. opposing leaders of gangs. Ooh, yeah, on the island. yeah. Oh, yeah. This film is awesome. I want to see it. (laughs) So the events that occurred there highlighted uh, some of the many issues with the Soviet colonization projects. And so, and this, you know, due to experiments like this, and there are several other gulag uh, situations in Siberia, the Soviet leadership began to doubt the quality and efficiency of these plans. 
You know, oh, so just well. Yeah, just well, just you know, this like these special yeah. resettlers. They're like, you know, maybe it's not a good idea to do this. And one one thing maybe we should do before we you know move these settlers onto like you know a large scale settlement plan, we might want to do criminal background checks. Might be a good idea. Maybe not put criminals with the peasants. Let's just separate them. You know, prison camps could be for actual criminals. Mm-hmm. You know, just and, maybe though. Yeah. So just maybe four thousand people died. Um, around about two thousand in the end uh, ended up living. And so what they did, they took the, the survivors and they shipped them to other work camps. And the guards were all sent back into uh, Tomsk, and they tried to bury everything that happened there. However, there was a man named Vasily Velishko who uh, heard rumors about Nazino Island from some of the locals. So uh, he was a communist instructor on a local collective farm, and he decided to check it out. And so he arrived there in August. So it all ended in June, so a couple months later. Mm-hmm. And you could see nothing really on the island anymore, everything. All the grizzly remains were gone. Everything was covered over. Um, so without authorization from his superiors, he started collecting evidence. And he found bone fragments. He started interviewing local people. And uh, yeah, he like finally submitted an entire report about what actually happened, about all the about horrors the and the atrocities of yeah. uh, this cannibal island. And so for his troubles in exposing the truth, he was immediately fired and kicked out of the Communist Party. Oh, right. That could have been worse for him. He could have been immediately sent to Gulag. It could have been Gulag, yeah. So yeah. his report was labeled secret, and it was tucked away in the archives. So uh, mm-hmm. never to... Because they were like, we don't want people to find out about this. Yeah. Um, he actually uh, later on became a journalist, gained some fame as a war correspondent during World War II. Oh, Traveled with him. the Red Army all the way to Berlin. Yeah, so he, I guess he was still kind oh, of associated wow. with that. Yeah. Yeah. He was on the front lines then if he was with the Red Army. He would have seen the liberation. Yeah, well, in Berlin, yeah. Yeah, wow. uh, Got a souvenir of Hitler's, little piece of Hitler's brain. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so after this uh, this program was such a failure, uh, what they ended up doing is just making forced labor camps. So these were like the resettlement camps that they thought they would like resettle and build settlements and cultivate this land that, you know, was Mm -hmm. previously just wilderness. But now they're like, yeah, let's just ship criminals to actual forced labor camps. Um, the guards uh, that led the uh, Cannibal Island uh, that were, you know, raping the women and taking the gold teeth and selling cigarettes, they were all jailed, but only for 12 okay. months and in a oh, standard prison. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I wonder what happened to all of them. I bet they had some wild stories. Well, they they get jail for like 12 months in a regular prison. Probably not that bad. They probably got no, I mean, just like about jobs. being guards on the on the island of death. I bet they had some like fucking wild stories that their families will all know about today. Their descendants will all still be well, around. What was interesting is, uh, so this Velishko's report that actually had like eyewitnesses, those eyewitness accounts all came from his report, um, mm-hmm. was buried. Like no one yeah. knew about it. It was uh, definitely like swept under the rug by the, by the uh, Soviet authorities. But it came to light in 1994. Like 60 years after that, it was because of you know, the dissolution of the USSR. A yes. lot of these, um, you know, the, the, these reports and paperwork uh, mm-hmm. were, were uh, made public. And so people uh, read about it. And so that's when people found out about some of, the, some of these horrific acts committed by Joseph Stalin and his regime. And because, I think because of his role in defeating the Nazis, 
you were helping defeat the Nazis. Mm-hmm. A lot of his like less than savory acts <laughs> kind of swept under the rug and people kind of We're forgotten about. Yeah, well, they forget yeah. it because of his contributions to the Allied war effort, you know, but I mean, he was he was fucking brutal, that man. He was brutal. And people might I hope people bring in and argue me with this, but without Stalin, uh, Second World War, we would not have won. And uh, we'd all be speaking German right now. They won the war for us. Uh, you're insane. Not you. Americans, not you. Americans no. bailed everybody you Americans, out. The Americans swanned in at the last minute. It was the Soviets who won the war for Invasion us. of Normandy. Britain was about to like, Britain was about to become a Germanic island. And the mm-hmm. U.S. was like, USA, you know, USA. world police. USA. We're coming in and saving the day. America, fuck yeah. Yeah. That's what happened there. Yeah, that's not that's not how it went, but okay. <laughs> but Stalin here, you know, that's the thing. He, you know, helped the Allied war effort, defeated the Nazis. But meanwhile, I mean, this guy had a system of fear. I mean, just the mm. thing with like the passports, reinstating that and being like, you're a criminal because you don't have one. The purges that he, you know, led were some of the most mm. deadliest, pur- you know, deadliest military actions in history. And so that that's the other thing too. I mean, they said, well, Cannibal Island was taking place. There was a famine in the Ukraine that killed almost 7 million people. And then the Great also, Purge that came after that killed another million people. And there was also cannibalism in St. Petersburg as well, while all of this is going on. Yeah, so I mean, so yeah. it's, it's definitely, you know, he's definitely no saint, that Joseph Stalin. But he was um, so sexy when he was younger. <laughs> Did he have a mustache? Are you into mustaches? He is gorgeous looking. No, I'm not into mustaches, but he was a very good looking man. You know, he also wrote porn. Did he? he wrote Stalin a, wrote porn? Stalin wrote erotica. He did. He wrote a couple of erotic novels. We might have to do an intro on that. Have you ever read any? I've been trying to get hold of them for years upon years, but they're obviously very hard. But was one of them called yeah, Lesbian Cannibal boring. Island? Yeah, Lesbian my name is Stalin, and I am currently on Lesbian Cannibal Island. Lesbian Cannibal Island. So on uh, the actual Cannibal Island, there is a memorial cross that was placed there in mm-hmm. 1993 to commemorate those that died there. And the plaque reads, to the victims of political repression, 1933 to 1993. And every June, villagers uh, from the Zeno, they cross the river to place a wreath on the memorial. Oh, I'd like to see that. Well, that's going to be probably the amusement park will be around the memorial. So every no, no, year. No, we'll, we'll, we'll make it the center. We'll yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, like, looks, be like, so it looks like we're being respectful, but we're not. But well, it I looks be like respectful. we are. I think what we're doing is bringing in some uh, cash. This would be a good project for me to manage. Building the amusement yes. park on Cannibal Island. Yeah. I could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you have like, you know, like how Universal Studios at Halloween time, they have like. All Horror these nights. Apps. Yeah, they have horror nights. Will you have like actors who would be in like the gang members? You Ooh, go and then around, and then like, you could have the dead butt, like the dead people missing limbs chasing after yeah, you, like, like help me. Ooh, yeah, that's, that'd be good. Horror yeah, nights yeah, on Cannibal Island You'd probably make a lot of money doing that. But I think it should be that all the time. Or, that's <laughs> why you go to Cannibal Island. <laughs> well, you know, I would be down with that. I mean, I think I've been to Universal Studios. It kind of sucks. Ooh, like, ooh, but right. horror nights is a lot of fun. The log flume, hear me out. The log flume should be in the shape of a leg, but it's a leg turned the other way, okay? And you're sat where the calf should have been, but it's been hollowed out. Oh, and it's like a yeah. shape of like a severed limb. Yeah, yeah. You see where I'm going? Oh, I like that. 
I yeah. do like that. The leg flume. Call it the leg flume instead of the log flume. Would you have, and it's a water ride. I hate water rides, but maybe you'd have well, like. We're not going to ride them, dude. We're just going to ride on the cash of the people. I want to be in the, uh, the fun house. That'd be a good time. But anyway, that's the story of Cannibal Island, and I think it's an excellent tale to share with your family while you stuff leftovers in your mouth, because that's the thing with Thanksgiving. You have leftovers for like two weeks afterwards. Yeah, do you not have leftovers until Christmas time when you just do it all over again? It doesn't last that long. Definitely not in that American household. I'd say about a week, a week before it's all devoured. Uh, People's episode 767 here is sick and wrong. We have some news stories coming up next. We have some phone calls a little later in the show. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hey guys, it's Steven again. Just calling from heaven through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. So first story we have here comes in from Mark. Uh, he says, hey, D and Kate, I'm sure someone will have sent this, but I'm just making sure. Please tell Kate that this is not acceptable behavior because in Cumbria, where she is from, they are all at it. Actually, in Cumbria, um, we're not at anything. <laughs> well, I, I, I actually agree with Mark over here. I think all of them in Cumbria are at this. Loving Sick and Wrong 3.0, Mark, listener since 2008, ashamed to say that I have listened to every episode you have made. Oh, I that's like insane, Mark. Mark. That is you insane. Don't it's, yeah, it's a good thing to achieve, though. It's like more than probably what I've achieved in life. So <laughs> good on I you, I am Mark. not surprised that a guy who's listened to every single episode of Sick and Wrong would send in a story of this caliber. Mm-hmm. Father of two jailed for having sex with chickens at an Accrington farm. Accrington yep. Stanley. Right, well, firstly, Mark... Cumbria, come on, there's more sheep than people here. What do you think the men's are up to? The men's are shagging the sheeps. You'd think a sheep would have, like, genitalia that would be more similar to a human. Well, apparently, it's the nearest genitalia to a human is a sheep. Really? To a human woman. Yeah, it's a sheep next. Huh. And they have those long eyelashes and they wink at you. Do you find this out from one of your exes? Uh, personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you put a strap on and bang the sheep? No, I just use my hand. <laughs> <laughs> a sordid father of two would creep into a poultry farm at night to have sex with chickens, and then he would apologize to the animals afterwards. So if you think about it, at least he's apologizing to the animals, and there is some remorse there. I mean, he felt we bad were, about the actions. We were just talking about this, weren't we? We did this on Patreon, was what it? About Where raping we... chickens and apologizing yeah, to them? Yeah, about how, like, the, the, because I researched into how deep a chicken's, because it's chicken's vagina and a chicken's ass is the same anatomy. But it's a cloaca. And it's a cloaca. Okay. Cloaca, the cloaca. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact you know the terminology. Thank you very much. But <laughs> Who doesn't? it's very, it's very shallow. You only get if you have a really tiny dick, then you you know this is the place for you. But you're only just getting the tip in there, if even the tip. 
Well, I think uh, I think he got a little bit more in there, and that's why oh. the chickens didn't survive. No, <laughs> he fucked chickens to death. Several. Shane Several. Waters here previously had been convicted of having sex with a horse and a donkey. He admitted, and this guy's like this guy's like straight up Animal Farm. Animal Farm, he should have been the farmer on Animal Farm. Uh, he was convicted of having sex with a horse and a donkey. He admitted in his police interview that he could not control his urges when it came to sexual intercourse with animals. Um, the court heard that the 40-year-old admitted to having sex with his own dog as well, who was a oh, great no. Dane, despite oh, no. the fact she would bite him while he was doing so. Oh, no. So if you think about that, a great Dane... Those are fucking big dogs. You could do yeah, some damage. Very, you know, I I have a friend who has a couple of Great Danes, and they are lovely, big, docile, like, puppies. They are so, like, lovely and calm. I would never imagine a Great Dane biting anyone. Well, she was not a happy puppy. Yeah, but, I mean, was your yeah. friend fucking them? No, she is a very responsible dog owner. <laughs> What's interesting about this is he admitted having sex with this dog, but several times, and the dog would just... Bite him while bite he was it. doing it. Oh, that so, poor dog. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there was some damage there. But you know, it's interesting. I was so you don't really see Great Danes in Los Angeles all that much because, well, yeah. not in my neighborhood because I mean it's mostly apartments here. But every now and then you'll see an asshole, a selfish prick who has one of these massive dogs and they live in like a fucking one bedroom apartment. So I saw this yeah. uh, blonde lady in my old neighborhood, and she used to walk this like massive Great Dane that was like half the size of her, and she would carry like this little shovel to pick up its shit because that thing, they, that thing like would fucking make a massive dump. They are like little horses. They're yeah. huge. Well, could like, you imagine having to pick up its shit? I've been to meet my friend as she's walking her Great Danes a few times, and Did you like ever see when a shit? they. Yeah, I've seen them shit. They do have big shits. But when they stand up and put like their paws on my shoulder, they are the same height as me. Yeah. Bigger. No, big One dogs. of them is actually bigger than me. They're, they are, are they male so, or female? Two males. Whoa, would you ever see the Red Rocket? I'd be scared. I have not seen one yet. But, I would you know, I, I would be nervous her. if unless it was, they they're probably neutered, but if they're not neutered, I probably wouldn't be around them, especially <laughs> if it's your time of the month. Um <laughs> So uh, the prosecutor here, Barbara Webster, she said the defendant had made admissions of his guilt during his police interview, and he pled guilty at a lower court to having sexual intercourse with chickens, a dog, a donkey, and committing random acts of burglary. This guy was an all-around asshole. He was definitely and not, yeah, he was definitely not an upstanding citizen. Uh, donkeys so he was, are lovely as well. Have you ever been around a donkey? They are lovely, sweet, tender creatures. I do, I do like donkeys. I've, I've seen a few of them before. What, what are their genitalia like? More like a human than a sheep? Um, I've yet to experience that, but as soon as I do, there are actually some donkeys that live up the road for me, so I will go and do some investigation. Go ask some, some local Cumbrians. I, I will ask some local Cumbrians, or I'll just use my own hand, and then I'll come <laughs> back and tell you. <laughs> All right, I want a full report. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was sentenced to 30 months in prison for his crimes. So apparently, I mean, this guy had been just like fucking these chickens for a while. He'll fuck anything that moves. He comes around to well, your house, the fish stops swimming. I think he prefers like. chickens. Mm. He definitely does prefer the chicken. He prefers the cloaca. The so, cloaca. Uh, this chicken farmer, 
you know, found four dead chickens and several very unwell looking chickens oh, in a no. shed on the premise. Yeah, they're walking kind of funny. Um, <laughs> those poor all unwell been chickens, chickens, though. All been there. <laughs> I know yeah. you think about these unwell chickens, the survivors. How much counseling are they going to need? Hours. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, he later checked his CCTV and he could see a man entering one of the chicken sheds. And he remained inside the chicken shed for 20 minutes. He could see him entering the chicken shed and he could see him entering the chickens. Why don't you know? I wonder why he didn't have a CCTV inside there. Makes me wonder if he's in there for 20 minutes, how much mm -hmm. time was actual intercourse and how much time was apologies? You know? Yeah, because he likes to apologize to them. It does he I apologize imagine... to each one or does he just do it as a in mass, as a like group. in a group? As a group. Do you think he apologizes after he's come or does he wait until his final come and then he apologizes? Because if he's coming inside, like, what, six chickens in 20 minutes? Do you think he's having multiples? Well, I'm just saying, is he apologizing after each time he's come or is he apologizing after each time he's been inside with them? That well, this guy... Because you'd the... have to maintain a boner for that amount of time too. Well, I'm sure he's just... Taking one, put it on, trying out another one, try another one, and then, you know. Yeah, and then he apologizes died, at the end. And then he just yeah. probably has a good cry for a bit. I mean, it's kind of a, you know, it's a shameful act. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, the farmer know reviewed the CCTV. Eh, shame boner. Um, he reviewed the CCTV, and he went back in. He found 11 dead chickens. And 11. that is when he formed the view that something sexual had happened there. That's a horrible realization to, to take place. Mm -hmm. I wonder what it was. Like, do you think he walked in on a scene of just like feathers, blood, and cum just everywhere? It must have been the cum that made him realize that it was, a, you know, something sexual here. Because if not, you'd walk in and see 11 chickens. I would just instantly think Satan, Satanism. But yeah, but they're covered in been, cum. The, yeah, it must have been the amount of sheer cum all over all these 11 dead chickens. Ugh, the aftermath of a chicken rapist. Yes. No winners here. chicken rapist. Yeah. The, cloaca, the cloacas were filled with cum. When he picked up the chickens to look at it, all this cum just dropped out. That you don't want fun. the eggs after that. Well, they would be fertilized. salty. Pretty salty and well, they're fertilized. they're fertilized, you know. A man, a man chicken. A chicken lady, like in Kids <laughs> in the Hall. So eight <laughs> chickens were taken away for examination, and two were found to have traces of waters inside of them. Mm-hmm. Which just sounds ominous to me. Traces. I'm assuming, you know, semen, but it probably could also have like remnants of smegma. Yeah, I'm yeah sure well, that, pre, you know, pre cum has sperms in it, so it could have been pre cum. He was pre cum. Yeah, but pre cum and cum are close enough. I'm saying that there's probably like I doubt this guy cleans his foreskin all that well, so you know, mm -hmm. there's probably remnants of that. You know, who knows. Disgusting. Yeah, in this country, especially, especially in Accrington Stanley, I doubt anyone knows how to uh, clean clean their foreskins. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was la later identified and visited by police, where he made a full and frank admission right from the outset. Like as soon as they were just mm -hmm. like, "What happened here?" He goes, "I need help. I know what you're on about. I just get these urges." Which must have I been a, a donkey, an awkward I moment. I fucked a dog. I fucked eleven chickens, all in the last twenty-four hours. Take me in. 
Well, I mean, it must have been an awkward moment there because it's like now you have the cops that are just like, uh, okay, okay I, I guess this guy needs some help and no one wants to volunteer to help him, you know? No. I wouldn't even want to handcuff the guy. I wouldn't want to shake his hand. Shake no, it's gross. Yeah. Um, in his interview, the defendant admitted going into the farm and, and intending to have sex with the chickens. You know, he uh, was overcome by the horn. You know, we've all been there. <laughs> um, thankfully for me, five to ten minutes on Pornhub takes care of the urge. I don't have to go to mm -hmm. a, a farm and, and fuck 11 chickens to death. Um, but he admitted yeah, he had been on the farm on nine yeah. previous occasions. And he told officers that he would apologize to every chicken when he was finished. Right, so he is. He's, he's trying a chicken on for size, doing away with it, and then he just goes, I'm sorry, and then moves on to the next one. I'm sorry. No, I, I think he, he said, would, would say sorry to the chickens, plural. So I think he fucked right. them. He was done with it, and then he's like, come As on, guys, come on, guys. As a group. Let's, like, yeah. let's huddle here, and I am uh -huh. sorry for what just happened here. Mm, I'm sorry you know. to the dead ones. I'm sorry to the alive yeah. ones. He also admitted to having sexual intercourse with his great Dane. Uh, he said he knew she didn't like it and would growl and bite him. Now, this, this person is a thankless job. Anna Chestnut, his defense attorney, she said, there's nothing I can offer on his behalf here by way of an excuse. Uh, <laughs> he, seems, he, he seems ashamed and he apologized to the chickens. You know, um, she said before he was remanded into custody, there was an order in place that would allow him to see his children every Sunday. And Whoa, he misses them desperately as a result of being in prison. He wants to be a good father to them and continue to see them. Good father. Are his, <laughs> I was going to say, are his kids, kids like half chicken? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're like, yeah, if they're all like, if they have beaks and uh, <laughs> little, feathers. Little feet. But yeah. I mean, seriously. Good father? The guy fucking rapes chickens. I'm sorry, right? Drunk dad did a lot of shit, but drunk dad never fucked a chicken. If it turned out my dad was fucking chickens in the family Great Dane, disowned. Yeah, that's never what I was wondering. I mean, even if he apologized, would you still like be like, I'm not hanging out with you? You could you could not apologize to this dad. You are like a sexual pervert. Is, this is disgusting. <laughs> you killed chickens by fucking them in cool acre. I'm amazed. Rotten, that, rotten man. Well, I'm yeah. amazed that he has a wife. Like, and the mom is cool with this. It's like, eh, you know, we all have our hang ups. And besides the chicken rape, he's a great dad. Like, his, <laughs> his, wife, his wife is a chicken. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm like I'm, I'm amazed that she's you know stuck with him. Yeah. Like here through this, like you'd think this would be, this would just be something. It's like you know, there's some grounds for divorce here, and I think I'm gonna get custody, unless they're half chicken. I'd love it if the family turned up. Yeah, if the family turned up and got, and they were all like half chickens, and his wife was just like a chicken in a house dress. <laughs> uh, the judge here, uh, Sarah Dodd, imposed a criminal behavior order upon Waters, uh, banning him from owning or keeping animals. She Duh. said, this is a case <laughs> yeah. which is a, as unusual as it is disturbing. Um, I love how this is one thing I love about English judges. They kind of recount the whole thing just to make you feel <laughs> bad. And the way <laughs> they do it is it's so deliberate. She said, it's almost like she's scolding him. It's kind of like Judge Judy. Judge Judy kind of does this. She says, you, P 
penetrated the anus of a number of chickens and ejaculated. As I understand, at least 15 chickens died as a result of your sordid sexual activity. They're so harsh, so condescending. 15 chickens. Yeah. Jesus, how hard was he fucking them? Well, you know, they have shallow cloacas. Maybe he's hung. Maybe he's got a a massive todger. This guy does not have a massive todger. He's all foreskin. (laughs) I bet he's got deformed genitals, I would say, especially after like fucking all these animals. Yeah, you gotta have some damage. I bet his cock has like feathers on it now. Or scars, yeah. beak like <laughs> beak marks, um, but yeah, like they. She's so so harsh and condescending. Like, could you imagine hearing that? Um, she said, "Those who kept the chickens are horrified and appalled by what you have done." Uh, when the police attended to arrest you, your dog was examined. Your semen was found in the dog's vagina, and then you would go on to accept intercourse with your dog that took place six on six occasions over several months. Jesus. He was yeah. just fucking that dog any chance he got, wasn't he? He's a very horny man, this guy. Overcome by the horn. It's crazy. What's going to happen to this dog, though? Imagine this dog being rehomed. And, like, because if you rehomed that dog and you knew this story, you'd be like, my dog has been fucked by a man. And what well, if the, the dog starts turning and being like, I want to get fucked again? Oh, you mean if the dog begins, starts liking it? Yeah. I love how the dog, like, when the dog starts liking having sex with people, it speaks like an American. Like, they speak in an American <laughs> accent. It's an English dog. It's not going to speak like an American. <laughs> you just say, are you implying that all dog whores are American? Yeah. Yes. So the RSPCA removed the dog, and she's now in the care of the animal charity where she'll remain until she's ready to be rehomed. But yeah, I would want to know that. If I was going to rehome this animal, mm-hmm. I'd want to know that the previous owner. You know, we used to like sodomize it. Yeah, it was fucking her. No, in the vagina. He wasn't sodomizing her. He was fucking her in the Wasn't it any eight. kind of act of that's not human sex in that sodomy? Is it? Is I think it so. Buggery? Is it buggery, sodomy? Who well, knows? Buggery is definitely like anal sex, but I mean, I'm sure this guy sex? probably did both holes. Yeah, I'm sure. He, I you don't know, why care. not? I don't think he cared what hole. Well, he you're in the throes of passion, <laughs> the throes of bestiality. <laughs> Who are you to choose the you know proper hole? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Sexy, come on, go get some Chick Fil A right now. Uh, what do you have here for the second story? So the second story here I have is a man gets life sentence for killing elderly couple at the behest of fake carnival mafia. You know, uh, if we started an amusement park on Cannibal Island, there probably would be a Russian <gasps> carnival mafia. Oh, my God, there would be. We should it's have inevitable. a separate part for the carnival mafia. This is what all the um, the actors could be called, the carnival mafia. Well, I don't it's even in. think it'd be actors. I think it'd be an actual <laughs> carnival mafia. Real carnies. Have you ever seen the film Carney with Jodie Foster? Oh, yeah, it's a great movie. Fucking great movie. It's free on YouTube for everyone who wants to see it. So here comes the most American name of it, Rusty Frazier. Rusty Frazier, yeah. He believed murdering Alfred and Pauline Carpenter would get him entry into a mysterious carnival mafia, an organization authorities have called definitely made up. <laughs> I know, because it's like the lamest mafia. It's like a mafia of a bunch of guys with no teeth. Yeah, and I, that none of them even, yeah, none of them graduated junior high. It's like, you're the worst mafia ever. 
do carnies you know? even like make money do they not just live off tips <laughs> like, no, i mean they yet. carnies i mean they it's a career i don't think you make a lot of money <laughs> but you also career. get like uh accommodations no, they, it's not a career it's a lifestyle well, it's a little bit of both, but I mean, they they make you know they make enough money because I think you get like free room and board, right? You yeah, get to eat the elephant ears and the cotton candy, and you get a trailer to live in. You get to see the world from well, the carnival. I think you get to see like from Florida to Minnesota and then back to Florida. <laughs> so, a Texas fairgrounds worker who carried out the execution of the elderly couple under the false belief he'd be initiated into a carnival carnival mafia syndicate has been sentenced to spend the rest of his life in prison. Rusty Frazier, 37, he's only two years older than me, he was convicted of carrying out a hit job on two elderly Kansas carnival workers more than two years ago. Kimberly Younger allegedly posed as a carnival mafia leader. This is where it starts to get a bit like, what is going on here? This is where things start coming into play. Hmm. So Kimberly, right. Kimberly Younger, allegedly posed as carnival mafia leader frank satachi satachi i cannot say this name and he used text messages to order the murders of fellow carnival workers alfred and pauline carpenter on july 14th at fairgrounds in barton county kansas so you know, they're getting around a bit yeah in kansas I'm, now they come from texas i'm just surprised they even have cell phones <laughs> I mean, oh, I now they know think. how to text. Well, I can understand texting, but I'm just surprised, like Carney, you, you know, Carney people would have cell phones. But they, you know, whatever. It's a, it's a modern. This is always you know, a thing. Like, if age. someone ever asks you to kill someone and it's through text message, it's going to take a mo lot more than a text message for me to go okay. It's, well, you, you definitely know, don't want the paper trail. Mm. You know, you got to be. Uh, I'm surprised that Carney Mafia wouldn't just like you know, use a more <laughs> clever route. You know. <laughs> Maybe so, like go meet for like a fucking elephant ear or a funnel cone and then yeah. just like then order the hit. What, wait, yeah, what is a funnel cake and a funnel cone? I've always wanted to know. Actually, you know, I think I, I think I messed that up. It's, it's a funnel a cake. A funnel cake. It's a funnel what cake. Is, what is a funnel cake? From what I, what I gather, a funnel cake. Have you is, never had one? I've never eaten that. <laughs> I've seen it. I've had friends at, I've had friends. I mean, when, did, did you guys have carnivals in Cumbria? Is that a common right. thing? Over here, our fairgrounds are totally different because it's a gypsy mafia. It's not a carny oh. mafia. But do the mafia. gypsies have like shitty rides? Oh yeah. They're all like the type of rides where like, you know, one screw could fall out and you're all dead. Yeah. See, I won't go on. Same with carny rides. I won't go on those. Yeah, but like, when was the last time you were at a fairground? Because I couldn't. The last time I was at a fairground. No, I actually do recall. Years. No, yeah. it was. Yeah, it's probably been about that. It was, it was the first time I. No, it's longer than that. It was the first time I was ever in LA. It was in 1998, mm -hmm. and I was visiting Wackerly was here. First time I was been because I was living in Chicago and I came out to LA and uh, hung hung out with Wackerly, my friend Anna, and a couple other friends that lived here, and we mm -hmm. happened upon a, just a carnival. Like it was just yeah. down the street. And so we go to this carnival and I, I really do genuinely have a phobia. Like you with mashed potatoes, I have a phobia <laughs> of carny rides because of that instance. Not because I'm gonna, I've, I fear death from this ride. Like, I fear being mafia. maimed. No, I fear being yes. maimed on one of these rides. And then for the rest of my life, have to be like, yeah, I lost my legs in a horrific tilt-a-whirl accident. Like I don't want to ha ever have to say that. You know, live with that ignominy. But anyway- I remember going 
And my friend Anna, we were pretty drunk. And my friend Anna's like, oh, come on. She goaded me into it. She's like, don't be a pussy. Like, come on the ride. And so we get on this ride. And it's one of those rides where two people sit in like a little car, almost like a Ferris wheel, but it was like horizontal and it was spinning really fast. Oh, and, uh, I don't. They're the one ride I can't go on. That's the one ride. Would that you makes get me sick? sick? Well, the only ride I love all like theme rides i love roller coasters but the ones well, that like i'll go to a real roller coaster at like on. cedar point or six flags yeah. but this was like mm-hmm. i mean this was assembled in probably two hours by a bunch of carnies and yeah. so we're on this thing and i'm freaking out because it's like fucking creaking and i'm looking at like the shoddy workmanship and I'm, i look down and i see this toothless cardi he's probably maybe like i don't know 20 <laughs> you know yeah. he's just He's taken two wires, two wires, putting them together, making the ride go around, then pulling them apart and the ride would slow down. And then he'd put the wires together. And that's when I was like, holy shit, I want to get off this ride. And then standing next to this carney was a retarded kid with a crash helmet, like a white crash helmet. And he would just watch the ride spin around and his head would be moving up and down. And then when the guy would pull the wires apart and stop, his head would stop. And then he'd put the wires back on and then <laughs> we'd go around. And so the father of the retarded kid was a big biker. And he was mm-hmm. with his like biker wife. And he was like, yeah, he wants to go on the ride. And the carny worker wouldn't let the retarded kid on the ride. And I don't know if it's because he was too young or too short or too retarded. Whatever the case was, he wouldn't let him on the ride. And so then the biker got really upset, pushed the carny. Two other carnies then came over from another ride, and a big fight broke out. But meanwhile, that motherfucker left the two wires together, so we were just spinning around. (laughs) I was having a fucking heart heart attack. I was freaking out. And then finally, like, I don't know security came and broke up the brawl and then the guy like realized that he had left the fucking ride you know wires <laughs> attached and he yeah. pulled them apart i seriously like i thought i was gonna shit myself i would have been sick by that point the, i'm still uh, i'm still like traumatized by the whole thing it's yeah, awful so, like, that was the last so time i was at a carnival like carnival ride if i'd have if i'd have been eating mashed potatoes on that ride it probably would have been <laughs> the death of me <laughs> should have borrowed that kid's crash helmet <laughs> very sus yeah. but days later after july the 14th the carpenters bodies they were found buried in a shallow grave in ozark national forest Ooh, it was not ozark. far from the fairgrounds that they'd been working and it's where and the investigators believe they were actually killed so listen to all these names who were embroiled in this so there's younger kimberly younger who was sending out the text messages she's well, he's the leader though right she yeah michael fowler 54 there was Rusty Frazier, 37, and Christine Tenney, 37. They were all carnival workers. They've all been charged with two counts of corpse abuse, one count of theft by receiving, and one count of evidence tampering. So wait, were they the carnival mafia, this group? It's, yeah, it's going to get into it now, so it starts to get juicy. This is like, um, this is like casino, where you start getting into the underbelly. <laughs> Did they have a name? Like, was there a name for this mafia group? They should have named their mafia group. Yeah, you'd think it'd be something. So uh, Fowler told police that the killings were an initiation into the mafia. 
He said he received orders via text message via text message to kill the carpenters, and afterwards he had to clean the inside of the trailers where the carpenters had been killed and then dispose of the bodies. But the police examined Younger's cell phone and discovered that she had a Facebook page in the name of Frank Zaychik, which is who she's been sending the messages out as. Oh, and then so they she found was posing as yeah. a, a, a fictitious person. And, and she, she had found a pseudonym. the text messages that she'd exchanged while she was in character as this person. So she hadn't like deleted Frank. them or anything. Wow. So she's the she's the master the carnival mafia mm. mastermind. Why so, wait, why did they kill the carpenters? Uh I made terrible music. Sure. I, I think it was too. I think it was you know, the carpenters. <laughs> I do like quite like the story of Karen Carpenter though. She was too thin. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was about to say, I would have taken her for a dinner. I would have said, you're a good drummer, Karen. Just stay drumming. You don't need thin. to be drumming. You're too thin, Karen. Like, yeah. let, Come on. Let's just have a good time. Go back to drumming. Eat but, some more. Yeah, eat some more funnel cake. <laughs> eat some more. Oh, yeah, so you don't know what funnel cake is. Oh, yeah, I forget about that. At, at the carnival that we were at, no one had funnel cake. But when I was in high school... In Bay City, Michigan, that's a town that would get these traveling carnivals. So every oh, year totally. they did yeah. like the Bay City. There are several of these. Like like one was a St. Stan's Church at a big carny thing. Mm-hmm. And then there was like one in uh, Bay City that also had, um, they had a derby. They had a derby and then they'd have a bunch of rides. And it was at this ride, I remember my friend Judd and my friend Kessler, Good. who were both, they're pretty big guys. Um, yeah. Both got these funnel cakes. They're fucking What's huge. Kessler, a big guy. Oh, he's I don't a big him. fat. He's the fattest junkie I've ever met. Oh um, shit! Kessler, in my mind, is like just like a small runt of a man. Oh no, no, no! Kessler weighed at least three hundred pounds. Sort of judge. It was a big shit. guy too. But I remember they both got these like massive funnel cakes, and it kind of looked like a donut, but a flat donut rolled into like a burrito, just stuffed full of chocolate and whipped cream. And yeah, like okay. and, uh, like chocolate sauce or right. whatever. And uh, yeah, and they they were eating it, but they're embarrassed because they're you know, <laughs> weird, like high school people. So they hid behind a trailer and just like shoveled these things into their mouths. <laughs> yeah, but I remember even back then, I was like, I would never eat that. I also was kind of uh, I don't bias against any kind of carny food. I mean, the carnival people, you know, they sustain mm. themselves on this stuff. That's why they have no teeth. I would not. Yeah, personally, right. I'm I'm not being like a snob or anything here because I do believe that some food from a truck is the best food you can get. But food from a carnival is not the best food you can fucking get. It's the same thing right? with the rides. It's not gonna. Yeah, it's not a safe exactly. ride. Exactly. You know, and like I, they're not doing like fucking oil changes or anything like that. Well, the, the rides at like yeah, maybe I am being a snob. Fuck it, I'm not eating carnival food. What well, the Don't rides at like Disneyland. Carnival. Or yeah. uh, fucking Six Flags. There's are fucking engineers that are maintaining those rides and building those rides. But I'm also not going to fucking Disneyland either. Never, never take me to Dis. Never take me for a fucking dinners of mashed potato. Never take me to Disneyland. I'll be the I most like, uh, I like Six person. Flags though. Six Flags, Cedar I've Point. I've never been there. Oh, those but are fucking. Those are, are awesome. But those. But are, those what I'm saying is like those yeah. rides are maintained by engineers and educated Real people. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, carnival workers are real people. Well, just, I don't want to ride mis- their fucking rides. As I say, mistakes happen because Alton Towers, it seems like somebody loses their legs all their life at least twice a year. <laughs> well, and the other thing, too, with these carnies, like half of them are maimed. 
Like you'd yeah. see them like missing a limb, missing an arm because they got caught in one of the rides. If they're missing their own limbs, what are the odds <laughs> of me about to miss one of mine or lose I, one of mine, yeah. you know? Hmm. But where was I at in the story? All right. So when police told Fowler that the orders to kill the carpenters had come from Yuga, posing as a Zaychek, Fowler said, Yunga, he had me suck up the whole fucking way, and I just threw my whole life away. Fowler then told detectives that Yunga and Frazier directly participated in the killing of the carpenters. Yunga distracted Alfred while he grabbed the man in a headlock, and he tried to cut his throat, Fowler said. When Carpenter fought back, Frazier stabbed Carpenter in the chest. This is a very, mm. like, inept murder. Yeah, well, this doesn't sound like it's very planned out. Mm-mm. I'm surprised he wouldn't just shoot them. But I guess. Well, yeah. Fowler then shot Carpenter oh, okay. twice in the head with a 9mm <laughs> right, pistol. And he went into the couple's camper trailer and he shot Pauline Carpenter twice in the head as she slept. She slept all the way throughout this. Wow. Her husband tussling with the carnies and then yeah. getting oh, shot. So I was just talking about how I watched four Nicolas Cage films. So the first one I watched is Raising Arizona, which is one it's of the best movie. films ever made. Movie. I watch that film probably like three or four times a year, so it's nothing new to me. But there's that whole tussle in the trailer where they're all going at it, and she's just like happily in bed asleep, you know, and, and like a oh, nine mil. Yeah, forgot Imagine, about that. Like, you know, you're gonna well, shoot. Was, it was uh, what's his name? John Goodman, right? Yeah, John Goodman's so good oh, in he's it. He's so good in that. Yeah, everyone's great in it. It's such a good movie. I've had like the theme song stuck in my head. For like two days so just kept, like walk around the house going <laughs> very catchy so yeah. what was the deal why did they kill the carpenters like did they did the carpenters run like the bumper boats and they wanted to take you know they want to take control of the bumper boats you know they're you know what? Of... there's no there's no reason why they've done it they were just like the investigators they were quick to debunk the notion of a car- carnival mafia obviously they were puzzled by it but hmm. Frazier has been sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for 50 years. So well, he's never getting out. If I was going to hazard a guess here, I would say meth is involved. Meth, maybe. Maybe they I argued over meth. who was who is the better country singer. Is it Waylon Jennings or Willie Nelson? Because I would kill to defend Waylon Jennings' honor. A lot of people have probably died from that particular argument. I would say <laughs> probably maybe that argument and meth. We're involved with yeah. this, yeah. So, Junger, who masterminded this whole fucking scheme of sending out these salacious text messages saying that she's the head of a carnival mafia, has pleaded not guilty to capital murder and not guilty to the five other charges. She faces life in prison if convic- convicted, but she's had the death penalty taken off the table because nobody likes to... Um, sentence deaf women nobody she's, likes to send women to the deaf chair she's gonna be running chair. that prison guaranteed oh what pretending she's part of a carnival mafia. Well, no i think she's gonna go in there and be like now it's a prison mafia start mm-hmm. up a new one the other people involved they basically had slaps on the wrist but it's um well uh, they didn't pull the trigger they didn't pull the trigger and he's like he's in jail for um rusty fraser he's in jail for 100 years now He's never getting out. Yeah, he's That's screwed. It. I wish they would have had a better, uh, at least have a name. Like, we're the Matterhorn crew or something. <laughs> Mad- yeah. Well, yeah, this goes back to, like, um, our Cannibal Island, doesn't it? They should have had 
names for all the you for know the gangs, yeah. But I mean, if she's saying that there's like this carnival mafia, this mysterious carnival mafia that that exists, at least have a name because it sounds a little more legit, you know? Yeah, but the mafia doesn't have a name. They just have the family names, doesn't it? Is that what you mean? They want it, you want it to be a family name. So I guess like, more hey, like a gang. Yeah, like you know, I'm like the a Gambino crew. Yeah, Something like I, that. I work, yeah, I work for Carlo Gambino, baby. With the Matterhorns. This story can only happen in America. It's an American <laughs> story with American people and an American cast. It and this is why I don't ride rides at the uh, carnivals. Mm-hmm. Oh, car- I do. Face. I do enjoy carnivals, but just being an observer, because Me it too. is like an amazing place that people watch. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as participating, I prefer not to. Uh, one thing I do, one thing I do miss about it, though, I remember at the time I was just, you know, in high school, or whatever, never really thought about it. But you could like play like those games where you throw like ring toss, or you land like a oh, a, like the coconut shy, like yeah, coconut stuff like shy. that, or you take yeah. like a ping pong ball and land it in a cup or something, and you'd win these like. I don't know if they had them over in the UK, but they're very popular in like the late eighties. These like little mirrors that had like a Motley Crue mirror, a poison mirror, and everybody like loved these fucking mirrors because they're super cool. And it's just like, oh, I got the poison one or I got the Motley Crue one. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't realize what those mirrors are actually for. Yeah, now you Cocaine. know. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah. I know everybody was snorting blow off the King Diamond mm-hmm. mirrors. But yeah. I remember I had the Molly Crew one, which I really did enjoy because I was a big fan. But but I remember uh, Kessler had the Guns N' Roses one, which I was oh, like, dude, that's way cooler. Yeah. I would have totally tried to make him do Swapsy with me. I should have asked him for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, people, uh, send your stories to Podcast at gmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. But first, uh, here's a word from a, a celebrity calling in about Adam and Eve. Ooh. And it's a testament on how great their products are. So, so listen up, people, to this celebrity endorsement. Hello, America. This is Barack Obama. Now that I'm not endorsing that white honky Joe Biden for president, I can talk to you about AdamandEve.com. It's a great website for all of your sexual needs. I went over to their store and purchased a butt plug for myself and a 17-inch dildo for Michelle. So now I can fuck Michelle like I fucked the United States of America. Only this time, it'll be a little bit less expensive. I was fortunate enough to use the coupon code DIDDLE That's D-I-D-D-L-E, a checkout, and I saved some money, which helps now that I'm back on welfare. So head over to adamandeve.com and grab yourself an Obama-endorsed sex toy. Thanks to the Second Wrong Podcast. Good night, America, and good luck. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, This first call is about a guy... Who had a wet dream about Wackerly. Ooh. I'm sure a lot of us have been there. Him and me both. <laughs> Hi, B and uh, Kate, the new host. Uh, this is Taco. I've been listening since... Did you just say his name is Taco? Taco is a good name. I like it. This is a great name, actually. It is a great name. It's like a really good cat or dog name as well. I'm going to suggest this to my sister for her unborn <gasps> child, Taco. Taco Wilson. Oh Taco. Yeah, yeah. Taco Wilson. I think that's good. I like it. 
I don't know, the first 10 episodes a long time ago. Um, I barely ever call, but, you know, I recently had a weird-ass dream. And, you know, I know, I know you're groaning right now, but I think it has something to do with the podcast. Uh, I fell asleep listening to some of the outtakes. And then I had a weird dream about visiting Lance in the middle of nowhere on a farm. And he had a what? A couple of wives, actually, I think. <laughs> so wait, Lance is like Mormon. In this guy's wet dream, Lance is Mormon. And he lives with a couple wives. And Taco's like, what's up, Wackerly? I wonder what Wackerly would have said about that. I'm glad he can, he can fall asleep during my diabolical laughter. <laughs> yeah, on the outtakes, your cackle. <laughs> My cackle. And a bunch of kids and dogs and shit. And, uh, <laughs> Wackily's living the uh, life. He was a quadriplegic. Well, this dream just keeps getting better and better. So here's here's this guy. He falls asleep listening to the outtakes, has a dream about Wackily living in some remote farm with his wives and dogs and shit, and he's a quadriplegic. <laughs> God. The worst is yet to come, though. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. What the fuck? And uh, I, he could actually, he, he could move his hands a little bit, but uh, nothing else. <laughs> Do the and robot. Told him, <laughs> Jack him off. Like, I don't know why I'm here, but I see that it says right there, the Wackerly household. And, uh, <laughs> he has a sign. It's the Wackerly household with my wives to take Wackerly. care of me. Wackily's got a big birthday coming up, hasn't he? So you should get Wackily <laughs> the Wackily household. Yeah, I'm sure you'd love yeah. that. I think he I think he tries to forget this. That this that whole period, that ten year period where he hosts this podcast, he has like totally repressed that memory. Except, I think Wackily has dreams like this. Well, I bring Wait. it back on the holidays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wanted to give me a hug for some stupid reason, imagine this. He'll never give anybody a hug. Probably not even his kids. Uh, and uh, I was like, no, I don't want to get the COVID. And I think that's it. <laughs> so Wackily was going to try to give this guy a reach around. I'm I'm reaching here. We are trying to give him a reach around, so he but he had the COVID. Oh, I see. So that's what gave him the wet dream. I think I was inserting. I was using some artistic license. <laughs> I don't think it really... Well, actually... You know, it's really only Taco who could tell us whether or not the dream was wet or dry. Well, Taco, I had a failed wet dream this, this week because I was dreaming that I was making out with Elvis. Elvis present me. Elvis was topless and he only had jeans on. I could feel his boner digging into my thigh. But for whatever reasons, I was like, this is okay, but I have to leave now, Elvis. So my ego is so big in my dreams that I was like, I'm not going to go all the way with Elvis. It's okay. You know, I bet you this Elvis... Is like that. Yeah, but I bet you Elvis had a scarred cock from fucking all those chickens. Elvis didn't fuck any chickens. Don't, no. don't you disrespect the king in my presence. That's what you think. <laughs> the suspicious person, I would, I would believe that to be a good omen, that uh, the podcast is ready for a new host, and uh, she doesn't need any training oil. She's good, and she's really good, and you guys got good chemistry, and uh, yeah, I wish you the best. Anyways, it's Taco again, and uh, have a good one. Oh, thank you there, Taco. Oh, yeah, I like Taco. I have, 
I have soft and warm feelings towards taco. <laughs> towards taco. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Taco. And uh, I'm going to think that you know I'm going to take it back. I think this this dream was dry. It was a dry. It was, dream. I think it was a dry dream, but I it was a good old man. It's a good dream. Ever, yeah, a funny sweet dream. Yeah. <laughs> Wackily being a quadriplegic. I think you. You know, honestly, the most unbelievable part of that dream would be Wackily wanting to give somebody a hug. Like yeah, I, I, I can, can see the quadriplegic. I, I can that. see the multiple wives. Mm-hmm. Wackily giving someone a hug would never happen. Never How many happen. times has Wackily hugged you in your like twenty? How many years? times have I wanted to, him to hug me, or how many times has he actually hugged me? Both. I don't know. Maybe twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> how many times have I wanted him to hug me? Many times. When I'm um, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this next this next call, this guy called in, and uh, he's seeking some advice from Kate. Not really from me. He's seeking advice from Kate. And so it inspired me. I was thinking, you know, I wonder if a lot of people want to call in and get advice from like from like a female perspective. Because we have a lot of dudes, yeah. you know, that, that call in that's like, you know, are virgins, probably never have a chance to ever like, you know, even talk to a woman in real life. So I think mm-hmm. they, they want to like ask questions and they need advice. And so... You know, now they have the counsel of an actual female, a biological men's, female. Men's, I'm here for you. And females, I'm here, I'm here for all of you. I have much life experience. Yeah, so, so there you, you go. So uh, this, this could be, uh, the, the guy actually came up with a name. He called it Kate's Corner. So uh, here's <laughs> Kate's Corner, the advice column. And I, and I found some suitable theme music for it. So let me play the theme music. Oh, Lord. Kate's Corner. That's good. I think it's. I think it's fitting, especially because yeah. we did a story about a guy so that fucks good. chickens. Um, I'm not fucking the chickens, people. I love the chickens. I'm holding it. <laughs> All right. Here's uh, the call from Chris for uh, some advice from Kate. Hey, Dean Kate. Hey, okay. Poor musician from the UK here. What can you say? Thanks, Boris. You're a fucking star. Can you pinpoint that Agree. accent? Uh, d- down south a bit, down south a little higher. Yeah, down south there, maybe a bit Essexy. I'm not sure. Right. It's just it's just down south. Anything below the Manchester line is is fucking south to me. <laughs> uh, look, got a bit of a question, and it's certainly welcome to be answered by you, Dee, but i got a sneaky feeling that uh, Kate, don't push me, Rambo might have a better perspective on this. So, heads <laughs> up. Uh, live in a house with four other musicians. Great life. Beer, fun, just as you'd expect. Can't be any better. Uh, a couple of years ago, we sat around the dinner table, and uh, <laughs> one of the one of the guys just burst into tears. I mean, absolutely uncontrollable kind of fuck. What's going on? Tears, you know. Probably the guitar player. No, you know they. You know, the motorhead thing. We're artists. We're sensitive as shit. It's like that, isn't it? <laughs> you know, filthy Phil. Is he dying? You know, what's going on? Transpired, he went on to tell us that uh, he wanted to transition to be a woman. 
Mm. And I got to tell you, nothing but total support, hugs, love. Oh, that's good. Be, you know, there's no problems, yeah. issues that we won't tackle together. We're we're a fucking crew. You know. Now that's a band. Like that if, is a band. If you told, mm-hmm. okay, if you told your members of your band that you want to transition to becoming a man, would they be as supportive? They would firstly not be surprised because <laughs> I've got I've got bigger cojones than all of them put together, and uh, yeah, they'd probably just be like. What you but would they be supportive or would they be like all of them would be very supportive that's, i imagine uh, yeah jordy uh jordy the drummer who listens to the show hiya jordy he would probably be well up for it he's <laughs> a fucking bloke now <laughs> well he's you know? from he's a kiwi he's from new zealand oh so all right i can't even try that, that terminology. You know, what was who's that band i'm thinking of against Anxiety. me against me Oh yeah, and there was uh, also anxiety in Glasgow. They've got a transgender. Uh, Laura, Laura Jane anymore. Grace, is that her yeah. name? Laura, is that her name? Uh, yeah, and J- uh, fucking Wayne County, Jane County. Oh yeah, Jane County from uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. You know what? Uh, so listener happens. actually sent us a Wayne County song. I meant to play that. Play it next week. Well, we will sometime when it's applicable. Yeah. We, Great me band. and you both love that yeah. band. Great band. So yeah. So anyway, we move on. Uh, a year later. Margot's there, and that's her name now. And uh, she simply became one of the sisters instead of a brother. Nothing's really changed. We still loved each other. And, and in actual fact, you know, we've all been clumped and had black eyes defending her honor anyway, because the trouble is, she is fucking totally convincing. I mean, you wouldn't have a fucking clue. Uh, and So, okay. Well, <laughs> let me get to this. I do have a question here, because you got like okay, okay. four blokes all living in the house together. One becomes a girl. They're all still <laughs> living in the house together. They probably drink a lot. And he's saying she looks like you would have no idea. Like she looks like a like a woman. Yeah. How many of them do you think took a pass at her? Or at least tried to snog, a little snog. Yeah, I definitely think that would have gone down. When I think you're so too. when you're when you're drunk as well. Definitely. Yeah, drunk English. Yeah, for sure. But mind you, right, when when you're in a band of people, you spend a lot of time with these people and emotions get frayed, you kind of like love to hate them. But there is always, I've always found being a female in the band, there's always sexual chemistry going around. So now suddenly they've gone from four boys to there's a girl in the band. Yeah, it's a different dynamic. It definitely is. There will definitely be sexual chemistry now. Tension, man. Uh, not this any of their business anyway. Uh, but she's not interested because she's actually gay. So that fucking rules that out for them, doesn't it? Well, uh, I'd say problem. that life is fairly as usual, except for now and again she wanders around pissed and uh, and nude, which is really strange. Seeing Don't we all? <laughs> <an> absolutely <laughs> sensational body with fantastic breasts a pretty face and then she's he fancies her (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i mean it sounds like she's kind of hot you know it does sound like she's kind of hot but you'd just be like you know what she's got a great body she's hot you wouldn't be like "Mm, well it's kind of weird though because that was your mate you know yeah and now she's your mate that now has tits if this happened to you if you had if, if you had like you know a like, boy. Like Wackerly. Let's say Wackerly got oh, right, tits. Right. So, yeah, say so if Wackerly transitioned and he was like, he looked like, you know, a Cindy fucking Crawford. Like Scarlett Johansson. Or Scarlett Johansson now. Would you not be tempted to be like, 
Hey, did he hey. still, or does she still have the same wackily voice laugh? Uh, well, if that's what you want to, if this makes your fantasy. No, I'm just saying that would turn me off. Yes. I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to hear no, the no, wackily okay. laugh well, in Scarlett Johansson's body. <laughs> would it not? All right. So Scarlett Johansson with the personality of wacky, wackily, but it sounds like Scarlett Johansson. It's, so it doesn't sound anything like wackily. No, no, no. It's Scarlett Johansson, but the inside is all wackily. Does she have a cock? Possibly. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> no, I don't. No, it's it's too weird. It's too weird. That's like a friend of mine, and yeah, now, no, now he's a friend. he's a male friend, and now he's a female friend. Still a friend of mine. I don't, don't want to go there. It'd be weird. Mm, you yeah. know, it would definitely mm -hmm. complicate matters. On a tuck it behind the balls, which is really strange. Hasn't had the bottom surgery done. Oh, wait, 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 okay, wait, back up. So she's a chick. <laughs> she's trying. She's transitioning. She's transitioning. I think okay, so she's ball. got really nice tits, a great body, body, but she's got balls. Mm -hmm. And isn't it kind of weird that she's just walking around the house like that, naked? Like, did she walk around naked before? before? Yeah, because like some people are very comfortable being naked and are from a naked household, which like you just get used to. Like, was that common in Cumbria? I don't know. No, no. Bit. When I lived in London, I lived this guy called George. Okay, George is like the funniest, greatest guy. I used to go out and get pissed with George all the fucking time. But he is from a naked house and he would just walk around naked and everyone got used to it to the point where you were like, he would walk in like the living room and it would be the middle of winter and you'd all be like under blankets and George would be naked. And you just wouldn't think anything of it, right? Do you have a boner? Not often, until he saw me. <laughs> yeah, but would you, okay, if, if he was flaccid, would you be like, ah, it's just George naked. But if he was walking around with like a, a raging hard on, would you well, have been weirded different. out about it? Then that, yeah, then that's different. That's like George fucking getting off on like the wallpaper or whatever. You've got to stop, that, <laughs> stop that shit, George. I still think it's kind of weird just to be walking around naked, sitting on the couch I naked. Do too. It's but like, me, come on, me dude. And you, me and you aren't from naked households. Some people are, are brought up to be like, you know, it's okay to be fucking naked. It, that is know. that is true, though. In, uh, in Northern California, there's a lot of these naked families. You go to beaches yeah. up in Marin and in uh, the North Bay, they're just totally nude beaches. And so you go there and you see a fucking family, a whole family of naked people. Oh, fucking naked, man. How it's fucking like, weird yeah. is that? I'm not from a naked household. I, I grew up in a fucking cold house where it's like, you're going to wear thermals and then you're going to wear your regular clothes and then you're going to wear a coat on top of that. And guess what? Hey, you're still fucking cold. So this is the life. I, I mean, was I was naked around my dad and he chopped the tip of my dick off. I'm not going to take that chance again. All right. Loves <laughs> playing with a dick. So what can you do? She's going to keep it for a bit, but she is going to change it. Oh, and uh, okay. just a little side note there. Uh, did you know that HRT doesn't actually always make your cock shrink? Our balls have shrunk, apparently, really bad, but uh, cock's absolutely fine. That's just yeah, a funny I knew bit. That. But... I knew All right. that. This has kind of gone beyond just friendship mm -hmm. at this point, don't you think? I mean, it doesn't get to the well, point no, where no, it sounds no, a little no, sexual. because it's still like um, my best friend went through early menopause. So we talk about all the stuff that happened to her. It's the same thing. It's still like a chemical like imbalance, and you got to take these pills. You got to take HRT. But I knew that it makes your balls. Your balls are the things that create the testosterone. A penis does not create testosterone. 
So you can have. So like, it makes sense that they would shrink. Yeah, so your balls are going to shrink, but your your dick would never like shrink. I think your dick only really shrinks if you're taking like kind of bad testosterone, like if you're a fucking bodybuilder. It still like, is interesting though how he's just observing, like he's like fucking Jane Goodall or something. I don't necessarily think he's observing. I think maybe Margot is probably telling him. Yeah, but no, she's walking around naked with her fucking small balls and her dog out. But I would also, if I was living with, if I was living with someone like this, I'd be like, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> but like, what's going on? Would you like measure the circumference of her balls? <laughs> they've they've gotten smaller, I can tell. I, mean, I want to know at what point you get a China-esque clit. <laughs> you know, China the wrestler. Oh. <laughs> her clit was like a, oh, did you think I meant the country? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just like, are you talking about China? Is a China clip? Is that something I don't know about? No, I want China the wrestler. Her oh, clip okay. was like a mini cock. I would want to know when that happened. I like China. <laughs> Do you? It actually comes to problem. Margot enjoys being a woman. She wears skirts and Naturally. dresses and stockings and suspenders and had a lot of heels and everything's absolutely fine. She- Do women wear suspenders a thing in England? Yeah, I do. You have suspenders? I, like the, I also enjoy being a woman. No, but I mean, he was saying she wears like skirts and all that and suspenders. I thought suspenders mm-hmm. is like like Buster Keaton or something or Charlie Chaplin. Like do no, women walk know, around on suspenders? No, you know, stocking, stockings and suspenders. Oh, okay. All right. So this is like an English term for something that I just don't know. See, this is good about having no, an English... You know- what do you call them then? You know, like when you're wearing like stocking garters. Yeah, garters. That's what you mean. Uh, okay, a, all right, all right. A I was, I was thinking suspenders that you wear over your <laughs> oh, shoulders, you like you like Buster right? Keaton or something. <laughs> See, this is the reason why it's good to have this transatlantic uh, interpretations. It, it, no, I wear stockings and suspenders and skirts. I too enjoy being a woman. Wears them around and. And then, you know, she gets dressed up pretty and goes out with all our girlfriends and they have a nice girly night out. And so they all get on really well. We all get on. It's fantastic. All right. So there's a part two here. He still hasn't got to the point with advice. I guarantee this is going to, should I stick my cock in her? Like, don't you think this is is kind of where, I think this is where it's leading. That that just might be my interpretation of it, but that's kind of. I'm thinking it's going to that as well. Will it break up the band, baby? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the problem. If our girlfriends ever come around the house uninvited, that's to say they're always invited, but, you know, we just don't have to come in. It isn't unusual for Margot to be sat there in a pair of stocking suspenders, a push-up bra, uh, a pair of knickers, uh, and a pair of high heels. And we're sat there, you know, watching the footy or the snooker, having a few tinnies and a few JDs, and it's uh, absolutely fine. Uh, (laughs) It's amazing. She'll just be wearing that, watching the football game, the soccer game. Yeah, you know, she'll be into the snooker and the football as well. It's kind of like the ideal woman for a lot of men. Well, it's amazing, though, that that's what she's wearing. Just like, mm-hmm. what, like a bra, panties, and garters, yeah, yeah. or whatever, she's watching. Like, she's, a, she's probably spent her whole life fantasizing about dressing this way. And now she can dress this way, so she's going to want to do it all the time. It's like, <laughs> I've 
I can wear stockings and suspenders whenever I want, but it doesn't mean. Would I'm you always- be a bit distracted that? You know, your former mate is now a woman. That's cool. They but now are, she's yeah. like wearing I, sexy clothes and she's kind of got nice tits and we're watching a football game. I don't think she understands her power <laughs> yet. I don't think she understands like what she can do to the, the male men. gaze. All, to the male gaze. All the men's are looking her, but she doesn't understand this yet because she's, she's you know, recently yeah recently transitioned come in and i'll give her a hug and a little kiss on the cheek and then we'll have a drink and we'll all sit down but when they're sitting down and they're chatting away the girlfriends are kind of just turning around looking at us for like why the fuck are you letting her dress like this (laughs) see i'm like with the girlfriends i'm like what is she doing you know hoeing around like this in the house right but also if if you really cared that much, it, like if that was me coming to the situation, I'd be like, what the fuck are you dressed like that for? It's fucking cold in here. Or you just, all you have to say is be like, what's going on here? Yeah, it, it definitely seems a bit weird. It's a little bizarre. It's a lot. Yeah, the, like you just acknowledge it instantly. What are we supposed to do? So, and, and they get their own back. Oh, the fucking bitches, they get their own back. I think he likes men who became women because women, there were men yeah. before and they were mm. cool and they could just hang out in, in, in garters and knickers and or whatever they, and, and watch, they the, watch footy. the football and yeah. the snooker But now yeah. you got like some fucking northern slags coming in here being like, <laughs> what are you doing dressing up like that? What no, that's what I'd be like. I'd be like, <laughs> come on. Why are you, like, people don't sit in, if you want to be dressed in stocking suspenders, there's a time and a place. And in front of your cretinous bandmates, it's not fucking hell. There's a time and a place for that. Is that- <laughs> it's kind of like cross between you and Alan Ford. It's like I could do the two. I of am them. enjoying. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. You're getting really good at it. Oh, oh they just basically don't want to fuck you. And so effectively, Margot's become a class A cock blocker. Um, oh, he's not the problem. <laughs> We've asked her if she'll just tone it down a bit when people come over, but when people are just, it's an open door in our house, so they'll just come in and that's fine. But the thing is, you know, we've said, can you... Do you think Margot's a singer? Mm. Oh, yeah, he's not said who does what. Yeah, I wonder, like, I'm I'm wondering, like, what, if she plays an instrument or she's, like, the front woman or what, what the deal is here. Yeah, I'd like to know that. I'd also like to hear a song from the band. I'd like to know what the band is called, yeah. yeah. Calm me down, and she said, look, do you, do you want me to not be me? And like, fuck it, no. You be you, girl. You know, it's, uh, it's your house, and uh, you're in the band priority. So basically, uh, my question is, what do we do? Um, you know, is it the fact that our girlfriends are jealous of Margot, who's a size 10? No. She's got absolutely perfect breasts. She looks incredible. <laughs> I keep picturing Wackerly with just like a set of B cups. They're just perfect. And it's it's yeah. weird. I'm getting like this are weird. Yeah, I was going to say, you're getting a chub, dude. I'm, I'm getting a weird chub, okay? I feel weird yeah. about it. I don't want to talk it's about it. It's not shameful, dude. <laughs> shame boner. Shame chub. It's not a shame chub. Every time they go out, uh, 
she gets hit on by 10 guys because you know she's just absolutely stunning um or or, or is it the fact that's a see now that's a weird thing too it's like mm-hmm. i can't think of any of my friends who would become a woman and would be a stunner <laughs> None of, like wackily as a woman yeah. i don't even want to think about it he definitely wouldn't look like scarlett johansson but i can't think of <laughs> any of my guy friends that as a woman would be attractive i i would be a hideous woman well you know i'm a woman the last time i checked but i don't i've never gone on a night out and been hit on by 10 guys fucking ever in my life i think that's yeah, an but exaggeration where you hanging out at though um Obviously not the bars where fucking ten men can go to. <laughs> ten really me. drunk men that's like oh, the men do not sit on me. They, as fuck. They come up to me and I go, "What the fuck you want?" And they just walk away. <laughs> Is that like the typical northern slag response? No, it, it's just mine. And then I cackle and they go, "Fuck, she sounds awful." It's <laughs> yeah, like pass. Yeah. We're just not making a change the way she lives. Now, Kate, what are your suggestions? Do we uh, do we Fred West the girlfriends or, or not? <laughs> and uh, whew, I don't know. Tell us what you think. Oh, and uh, just one little thing. If you could pick a song of the week, which I kind of womanly kind of vibes to it, it would be great because we'd love you to dedicate it to our incredibly brave, brave sister Margot because uh, she is fucking <laughs> Wow, it's like some Eddie Van Halen Right, so he plays guitar oh, then Cool bitch <laughs> <laughs> That's some Eddie Van Halen there Yeah, I want him to ring back and, so, uh, and tell us about his band and like where they play and uh, what she does in the band. But I don't think he's got anything to do with the girlfriends. Fair enough. Mar- Margot pays rent at the end of the day. She can fucking do what she wants in her own house. Yeah, but would you, okay, let's say you're dating one of the guys, though. Uh-huh. Would you be put off by walking in there and seeing, like, the roommate, who's now a chick, wearing, like, you know, I lingerie? Can't a, well, it's not, I'd be like, well, I don't pay rent here. They pay rent. They can do what they fucking want in their own house. So what if they're having like it a... obviously sounds like they all fucking fancier though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like what if they're all having like a circle jerk on her? <laughs> like every Thursday night at seven. Well then this is cheating, isn't it? And there is reason <laughs> is it, for the girl. Is it cheating? What if you didn't off? come? Oh, but if you're if you're janking your chain over yeah, someone but you else didn't come. when you're in a relationship with someone, no, 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 it's still cheating. <laughs> You'd be cheating. like, "What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing, mate?" So it's wait, fun. so do you think this behavior is permissible because she pays rent, and lives in the house? I think it's permissible because she does pay rent. I also think because she's newly transitioned, she's probably been thinking about wearing these outfits and looking like this for a long, long, long time. And she'll just grow out of it eventually. Eventually, the cold will hit her and be like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm cold. Oh, I so you think it's temporary because she's feeling sexy. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is temporary. But um, this guy really sounds like he fancies her. I think, I think <laughs> he and the rest of the band do. And I but, think it might yeah. cause some turmoil. Well, it might. But I've been a female in, in bands for like 15 years. And I tell you what, there's always sexual tension with at least one member. 
It's always there. It, yeah, but do you walk around in your bra and panties around the rest of the band? Never. Oh, my God, no. They're my brothers. That's how I see, see them. See, that's, that's the weird friend. thing, I think, with this. I think Maybe, yeah. I think she's being uncalled. I think it's uncalled for. I think her behavior is mm. uncalled for. So I'm with a girlfriend. Would you, would you say, would you just say, like, please, like, just put, like, a pair of, like, joggers? I would on. be like, I'm not getting laid because of this. So would you please just put on a skirt or a sweatpants or something when they're here, mm. when they're not here, wear whatever the fuck you want. But when they're coming over, oh, I guess you said they come over and announce. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. just kind of tone it down a bit. I would ask because I'd be like, I'm not getting laid now. And it's causing yeah, me some service. You could just be like, can you keep like, I know you want to wear all this salacious stuff, but can you keep it to like Saturday nights slash the bedroom? And or then maybe wear a kimono area. or something. Get a yeah, wear when, a kimono. Yeah. Wear a kimono in communal areas. Yeah. And also, I would be the first to tell Margot that, like, to be a woman means to be very mysterious. Like, you should be mysterious. Don't show everything, because the men's will think about what you are wearing underneath the dress you're wearing. They don't want to see what you're wearing underneath. They want to think about it. Well, you got to tease go. the men. you got to tease there the men. There you go. Margot. Kate's Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I really like to know if anyone can actually name where I'm where I picked that song from. I'd be yeah, really I impressed. I, I might I might even in. send you a prize if you could name it. Then yes. Send them a prize, but I want more people to ring into Kate's Corner so we can play that song. <laughs> we did get one email to get to here. Uh, this came in from Sinister Bam Bam. He says, hey, D, your misconception is a misconception. Ooh. You know, honestly, it's like the third time I've heard that. <laughs> in Nevada, prostitution is legal everywhere. But okay. Clark and Washoe counties or the counties that contain Las Vegas and Reno. So there are no brothels in Sparks or Reno. 20 miles up the road in Story counties is the old Mustang Ranch, and the Bunny Ranch is outside of Carson City. So there you when go. We about, yeah, when we were talking about this, I wanted to say that Cat House, when I was like 20, I used to watch Cat House religiously. It was Where's like, Cat House? Is that in Carson or something? That's the Bunny Ranch, but it was the oh, television show about oh. it, and I loved it. It was like one of my favorite telly shows I've ever seen. You know, I never got an interview with that guy. I don't know if he's still alive. Guy, he's dead. He died he, like yeah, two yeah. years ago. But I the tried Madden, to get an interview with him. She's still around, so we can maybe try try for the madam, maybe. She oh, the madam from the Bunny Ranch? You know, uh-huh. uh, Bob Madigan played a show. His mm-hmm. band Fluff Girl played a show at the Bunny Ranch. No way! Yeah, oh like years God, I'm ago. Jealous. Yeah, oh, it's I not that far. Reno's not that far from myself. Oh, jealous. But I guess I stand corrected. Thank you, Sinister Bam Bam. There are no brothels in Sparks and Reno or Las Vegas County, but just 20 miles up the road. That's where you go to brothels. Have you ever been to one? He says, love the show, Kate Rocks. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Sinister Bam Bam. All right. Yeah, there you go. I guess I stand corrected. Um, People, we've got a big announcement. So Kate hates facebook kate fucking hates facebook and so well i think mainly because you keep getting put in facebook jail for all the the shit that she posts and her (laughs) posts are blocked and she feels it's like a totalitarian site now and so 
She was like, fuck the Facebook page. And, you know, I got to say, I, I kind of agree with you because I've been running into all this bullshit with Facebook and over the past three months. Like I used to, mm-hmm. you know, I had the sick and wrong page on Facebook. I had the sick Renan private group page and never had a problem. People could post whatever the fuck they wanted in the private page. All of a mm-hmm. sudden, I'd say about September, they just became dicks. So now it's like I got all these members being banned um, I got all these, like, the shit I got to approve. Like, there's people, you get put in Facebook jail, every post, even in a private page, has to be approved now. Oh, wow. And then on my, my sick and wrong, like, business page, where I would, like, promote, you know, we you know, we come out with an episode and I'd promote the post, every single post is now rejected. Because wow. it's, yeah, and it's always rejected for adult content. I'm like... Dude, I was talking it's to Facebook. Well, I was talking to Facebook. Yeah, I was yeah. talking to Facebook the other day. I'm like, we were interview- interviewing a guy who believes that aliens, like Trump is a fucking shape-shifting alien. There's nothing to do with adult content here. And they're mm-hmm. being such dicks about it. So I got to the point now where I'm like, fuck Facebook. Yes. Fuck them. Facebook is fucking over. It's a fucking, mm. it is a piece of shit website that is for your parents. And I mean, I, I'm your parents' age, but seriously, <laughs> the, it's, it's a useless website. They've kind of got to the point now where they've cracked down so hard on people that it's no longer fun to use. No. Like, it, it isn't. isn't. Their, their policies are fucked. My and, band, like, if anyone ever wants to search for, like, my band on Facebook, I don't exist there. I made, like, the executive decision. Like, I don't want to be on Facebook. I don't want to have, like, a presence on Facebook. Well, I'm just frustrated by it because it's, like, we have this, the Sikronon page was one of my favorite pages on Facebook because people would post the most fucked up shit there. Yeah. But now it's, like, every time you post something fucked, it's banned and it's mm-hmm. violated and they block it. I don't know what kind of algorithm, like, what kind of fucking totalitarian algorithm they use but i'm over it and so kate was like fuck facebook let's do reddit and as you know i've had like a pretty checkered past with reddit (laughs) i've been on reddit before i have but reddit kind of pisses me off because of all the fucking chocolate stars and the horseshoes and whatever you have to get the The (laughs) karma the karma i'm just like i'm annoyed with reddit and it's it's pissed me off however the one thing i appreciate reddit is it's you can be filthy there you can be free to be filthy Mm -hmm. they don't crack down on you like facebook they do not you can post anything you can do anything on reddit and plus Reddit is the place where like things will start. Reddit and Twitter, nothing starts on Facebook. Things there's come no, to but die there's no Reddit jail. Yeah, re- Facebook's there the isn't. last place to fucking get that shit. It's like it's Reddit yeah. and Twitter. It, at the first places that yeah. you'll see like the viral memes or like you'll hear news. They all come from Reddit and Twitter. And then eventually and, like, it makes its its way to fucking Facebook mm-hmm. because your parents yeah. are looking at it. Mm-hmm. Fuck Facebook. I'm so fucking like if they didn't fuck with my advertising, I wouldn't be that pissed about it. And if they didn't fuck with the uh, the Sikranon site, it's a private site. Yeah, I, we I be don't able to get post it. It pisses me off. And so Kate convinced me that Reddit's the place to go, and she made an official sick and wrong podcast subreddit for all the gnarly shit that's being banned on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, I'm going to like, I have a lot of shit that I haven't been able to post. You know, I'm going to post like the classic 
all the classic videos I made over the years. Like uh, my, I want to know what love is. I want the internet to show me. I'm going to post that there. You know, some guy made a WhatsApp group and a bunch of people were like, I want to go on it, but I got to give my phone number. But Reddit, you can be anonymous. Totally anonymous on Reddit. Obviously, you're all going to know that I'm modding the group, but I'm not going to delete anything. Who gives a shit? I don't give a shit. Gross me out. This is what I want. I want you to post like the gnarliest, grossest stuff. Unless, it, don't post pictures of mashed, mashed potatoes. What about people fucking chickens? You can post people like, is that as offensive as mashed potatoes? Probably not. All right. What about people <laughs> fucking chickens and then putting their cock in mashed potatoes? That is disgusting. Uncalled <laughs> for. Steve Simon. <laughs> He's so, wrong. That's the thing. Kate convinced me Reddit's a site for internet libertarians. So fuck Facebook. We can be free to be filthy on Reddit. And that's what we're going to do. So go to r slash sick and wrong podcast. It's not for the soft and warm crowd. It's not going to be soft and warm. No, we want it to be like gross and gnarly. It's going to be and, fucking gnarly for yeah. sure. It's a very easy app. You can like just download it and sign up and you can just start from there. I'm going to post some gnarly shit to it. I've never been a big Reddit person, but I'm so (laughs) over Facebook at this point that fuck it. And I think there's some other sick and wrong groups on Reddit over the years. There's been a few. Yeah, but Um, we're sick and wrong podcast. We've got Anton LaVey as the banner, so you know it's us. Yeah, so go go check it out. We just literally just launched it today. Never really mm-hmm. launched it, but I think you just finished it today. So yeah, yeah there's not today. much on there yet, but I'm going to be putting like a bunch of old sick and wrong stuff up and uh, some gross shit. So go check it out. Also, sick and wrong 3.0 has officially launched. Mm-hmm. We got brand new rewards. Like I updated all the tiers. We're going to be doing a lot of new shit. Um, in addition, I mean, every week we do an extra story. We do extra phone calls. Uh, this week, actually, we got a particularly saucy story about British Airways prostitute stewardesses. And mm-hmm. uh, you can find out if Kate's actually in the Mile High Club and how much she charges for first-class handjobs. It's more than coach. It is more than coach. I can tell you that. Uh, we also played a call from Pearl, which I should have played on the main show, but I don't know, kind of took too long and i forgot about that one sorry pearl but she reveals her wank bank recent wank bank deposits um but yeah go check it out anyway you go to patreon sign up today not only do you get for you know for five bucks you get the extra story you get the extra phone calls but if you go one tier higher um you get the bonus episode that kate does every week Actually, sometimes I'm on it too, but it's Kate's thing. It's called Overkill, where we do stories that are tangentially related to the intro. So this week, you cover Carl Denke. Yeah, who is, he's my favorite cannibal. A lot of people don't know about him, which I think is shocking because he was a cannibal. He ate a lot of people I and thought, he ate them. Yeah, ate yeah. In our, I thought the movie Delicatessen was based on him, but I think they definitely were influenced by that story. Oh, totally. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's, and his house is still there in Poland. You can still go and visit it. And he, he's got a wild story. And I really like his story. It's very turn of the century, dramatic, and, you know, very goth. And- so Kate did a whole bonus episode, mm-hmm. Overkill episode on Carl Danke. So go check it out. It's posted today. 
Also, uh, we're planning on doing a Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers monthly Zoom call for the people at the $20 tier. Or $20 tier. So uh, that's definitely coming up. Also, just a bunch of other shit that we're giving out. And the, the main thing is uh, we're trying to get serious with Patreon because now that, now that we have a transatlantic mm-hmm. podcast, I really want to fucking start doing some like tours like a couple tours a year where it's like you come over here i come over there we fucking do like either you know do some live shows or just like hang out at pubs and shit yeah we want to do shows we want to come and hang out with people and we can only really do that through like patreon money we can't do it through ourselves well no it's it's expensive to come do that and plus the other thing too is like these people will be supporting that in their endeavor which is well, a, the a other thing cool too thing is, to do. I kind of want to buy like that. I noticed that when we did the Edinburgh Fringe show, it's like we just didn't have decent equipment to record a live show. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking pain in the ass. We kind of got it because a listener recorded it for us. So I kind of want to be able to buy, you know, equipment so we can record live shows. We can do videos and meetups and stuff like that. So yeah, like we're kind of getting serious with Patreon and uh, we do appreciate the people. support. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be like, once COVID's done. We got this some big we got some big things. We got some big yeah. things. So support the show by becoming a sick and wrong patron. Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Also, if you want some sick and wrong merch, right now is the time to do it. They have like this crazy Black Friday sale over at T Public. Mm-hmm. It's like thirty five percent off all their t shirts and other stuff. So just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash shop. Pick yourself up a sick and wrong tea. Uh, finally here's sick and wrong song of the week. I was trying to find something cannibal related. And so uh, what we're going to do here is uh, one of my favorite bands, actually. It's a kind of obscure noise band from 1984, Scratch Acid, with the song Cannibal. Uh, Scratch Acid was actually... David uh, Yao. It was yeah. David Yao's first band. Mm-hmm. It was his first band before Jesus Lizard. Uh, came out, this self-titled debut, f- fucking great record, uh, came, out, came out in uh, 1984, and they're kind of like a kind of a notorious noise rock bands. You know, Kurt Cobain consistently put this album in his favorite album list. Do you know the thing about Kurt Cobain, right? He had impeccable music taste, but it's a shame that his band was fucking awful. Disagree <laughs> with that. I did like them at the time. Bleach, Bleach was an amazing album. Fucking Bleach that. is great. Right. But Bleach is great. It is funny once you start getting, because I was super into Nirvana at the time because mm. I was of the age. Uh, but once you start getting into Nirvana and you hear bands like Scratch Acid and the Wipers and all these other bands that influenced oh, Nirvana, you, it, yeah. you can Break really stage. see where he, you know, where he kind of took his influence. Shield around the K, baby. Yeah. Shield but anyway, we're in the show here with Scratch Acid's Cannibal as a song of the week. People are back next week with episode 768. Till then, take a squeeze.
Breasts on their head. That's terrible. What? <laughs> Breasts on their head and little whiskers. We were talking about that on the show like a couple of weeks ago where i said he should have put the breasts on top of the head and been mickey mouse so i'm just gonna keep it going <laughs> soviet mickey mouse anytime anyone talks about putting breasts off i'm just gonna be like did he put it on his head and what, make wait it what did we mouse? say before with that oh that was for the florida story remember we we're talking about that guy who cut off his sister's his sister-in-law's like breasts Remember, it was a news story. It was like he should have put them on his head and been a demented Mickey Mouse. That's <laughs> Let's keep it going. Recycling the joke. Called the callback. 